From Harry Hurley Way in the world's playground to the broadcast pioneers of Philadelphia Hall of Fame. I want to congratulate my friend, Harry Hurley. You're about to find out why Harry Hurley has been named to the Talkers Magazine list of the 100 most important talk show hosts in the nation. Live from the studios of Town Square Media in Northfield, it's Hurley in the Morning on WPG Talk Radio 95.5. Hey, good morning. It's seven minutes past the hour, and thank you very much for waking up early in the morning. We have a lot to share with you, but I will tell you I'm looking at a busy schedule with Kirk Conover in the next hour, Chuck Malamut at 8, and East Coast Roofing Siding and Windows in the 9 o'clock hour. So what I would like to do is invite you to call in this hour, which we usually uh, spend this hour sharing with you things that have happened from the day before and share our thoughts and so on, but uh, we have no other open forum today. So why don't we make it count? Let me share an item with you. Maybe this will inspire you to call and it, it doesn't have to, but this caught my eye. Can you imagine? Now, I don't think this is going to happen, but one of the items being discussed to avoid going over the government's debt ceiling, and I'm sure that Chuck Malamut is going to be talking about this because it's... um It's on his agenda. I already know it. But check this out. Now, he might not have this on his agenda, but I'm going to slip it in now. And we'll see what Kirk Conover has to say next hour about this. This this to me is maybe a case study in everything that has gone wrong with the Socialist Democrats and the crazy way that they don't take any. I I don't know how to put this. They don't have any care or concern it seems to understand that you can't run the country the way that they've been doing it you could never run your household like this just print funny money get a load of this one this is craziness and again the phone lines are going berserk so i don't know if we're having a problem with the phone lines or what but i've seen every line lit i've seen every line gone uh somebody's right now on line four so check back in. If you if you got dropped, uh, 609-407-1450. We'll get some calls in just a little bit. But let me get to this. There is a plan. Now, I can't imagine that the Federal Reserve Board would ever go along with something like this. But there is a goofy plan to actually mint a $1 trillion platinum coin. You, you probably, if, you, if you're a longtime listener of this program, you probably have heard me talk about this over the decades. Maybe not a trillion, but very expensive coins. So imagine this. They would mint a $1 trillion platinum coin. Then some obscure law that they say allows... For the minting of platinum coins would avert a debt default because they would print this trillion dollar coin and then they would cash it. They would cash it and then pay bills. Now, can you imagine going into your garage and melting down silver and making a coin and and then cashing it some fake coin? I mean, it's just 
I find it insulting, preposterous, ridiculous. And again, I do want to underscore, I don't think the Federal Reserve Board would ever go along with it. But the fact, I can't call them serious people, but the fact that people are talking about this is just absurd. And then you have Janet Yellen, who was on the Federal Reserve Board. That's just crazy. And I'm not pleased with her, but I can't imagine that she would believe that this is anything that you could do. 609-407-1450. Let's see how these phone lines are doing. Welcome to Hurley in the Morning. You're on the air. No matter. The lines are working good. Uh, I hook it uh, up so it work like that all the time. Well, that, well, this is good. Yeah, four people got kicked off, and you, you were able to stay. So this is, you know, God is great. This is God's work. That, that's it. That's it. Um, uh, welcome to 2023. Yeah. And uh, I've been getting reports. I listen to radio at night, sleep apnea all the time, listen to radio, not TV. And um, that the stock uh, exchange is going to go along and sell a lot of bad stock, get it mixed up with China, many different places. It's just going to really bring America down because they know that with this debt and way money is going now and oil and all the problems that is we're going to have a turbo time. We already have turbo time. And uh, this is right associated uh, with that Federal Reserve. Now, with this platinum, it'd be like gold. It wonder who's hollering about gold. I remember uh, when the gold, when I was there in England, President Nixon uh, screwed that up, you know, and now that devalued the dollar and started print print without the gold value. So I just want to say with this platinum, they'll be able to control it. Now, look at the price of gold. It's good for those who have it, but... Now, the poor man, he invests in, how he's going to get that kind of money? This is just another control money. And uh, the few people, the 10%, that stands up, uh, you are 100%. You're way ahead of us. So uh, we got to keep kicking and just keep opening up. Can't whoop ass. No malice. Thank you, Willie. Good call. Good job. It is 13 minutes past the hour. We'll take some more calls after the break. 609. So do check in. 609-407-1450. After the break, I just want to spend, and I'll take your calls first, but in between your calls, and if you're just joining the program, Kirk is at 7, Chuck Malamud at 8, East Coast Roofing Siding and Windows at 9. So we want to give you today's 6 o'clock hour the opportunity to call in. It's always my goal to have at least one hour of open forum. Many times, I mean, I think yesterday we had we had over two hours. I try to shoot minimum one. Two is great. Three, obviously, is even better. Uh, so we try to have as much open forum as we can to give you an opportunity to participate. And if I didn't open it up this hour, I would not feel good about today's program because you would have been shut out. And that we don't want to see happen. So hang in there on the phone lines. You're, you're there. I see you. We're going to come back in just a little bit. We have just an awkward amount of time. We have our Fox News commentary, which I target for exactly 17 minutes past the hour. We'll get to that. And then in between your calls, I'm going to share with you about Attorney General 
Merrick Garland because he's under he's under a lot of criticism and he should be because it is it is so obscene the way that he has handled you don't often get this opportunity it's it's really fortuitous we're very very fortunate that we've had this opportunity where Trump had documents Biden has documents and you can hear the way that they torture the English language. Do you, know, do you know they're actually, this is unrelated to Merrick Garland, but they're they're actually trying to say, well, you know, there's just, there's been a real problem with over-classification of documents. They're trying to make it seem like the classified documents at Biden's house or houses, his garage, the Penn-Biden Center, they're trying to make it that well these are overclassified they shouldn't be classified documents let me let me counter that just stop that in its tracks if you want to say that a document shouldn't be classified there's a process for declassification but it isn't that you take them hold them get caught with them and then you say overclassification. No, doesn't work that way. They're classified forever until they're not. That's another one of those lies where, oh, the Biden has cooperated from the beginning. Not only is that not true, but even if it was, it doesn't matter because it's the classified documents being there. And and let me tell you something. If I hear this Corinne Jean-Pierre and that other bug-eyed assistant aide, whatever that guy's name is with the goofy glasses. If I hear these people say one more time that President Biden takes classified documents very seriously. Like I told you, I've only thrown up twice in my life that I know of. Obviously, if I spit up as a baby, I've I've got... uh, no, um, no data to prove that, but two times and both times on people once as a child, well, both as a child, once on a classmate and once on Olympic 800 meter gold medal Olympian Olympic gold medal. Great. Dave Waddle. Uh, let me just say Dave Waddle was none too pleased. I got him good. All over his leg, all over his shoe. I don't have time to tell the story, but I've told it a few times. But if I hear this, they take document that Biden takes classified documents seriously. Well, he couldn't really take it too seriously. Because remember, he's Amtrak Joe, Jersey Joe, uh, Scranton Joe. So he took the Amtrak every day. Did he have these documents on him? Was he reading these documents on the train? Was Crackhead Hunter sleeping on the box of classified documents in the garage on a bender one night? Who knows? But here's the question I would like to have asked. They keep saying how surprised Joe Biden is that those documents are there, which is, again, suspension of disbelief and preposterous. In other words, that absolves him. Because he's surprised. How about this? How about we start asking serious questions? Let's go find someone who's not surprised that they're there. Did you consider that? 
Sometimes it's as simple as flipping the script. He's surprised that they're there. Oh, okay, well, we'll just cast you aside. We're gonna, we, we can't let you go too far. We want to see you. We'll keep you right there on the side. You're surprised. Hey, who's not surprised? Because they didn't get there through I Dream of Jeannie Nelson. She didn't blink them there. Somebody's not surprised that they're there. I think it's Joe Biden, but if he's surprised, let's go find who's not surprised. Just a uh, just a thought from your friendly neighborhood mayor of the morning. Fox News commentary. Get this. An ex-FBI agent involved in the Trump Russiagate probe has been indicted for aiding a Russian oligarch. You can't make this stuff up. I'm Tommy Lahren. More next. It's Jesse Kelly here. I can't afford to lose 30% of my 401k or IRA again, and I'm assuming you can't either. Call Oxford Gold. Securing your IRA or 401k with real gold and silver is a portfolio protection plan, and Oxford Gold has made it easy as one, two, three. One app, one call, and you pick your precious metals. That's it. You now own precious metals. Call Oxford Gold today to learn more about the one, two, three protection plan. 833-404-GOLD. 833-404-GOLD. Plot twist for you, ex-FBI agent Charles McGonigal, who led the FBI's counterintelligence division in New York and was involved in the Trump-Russia investigation, has been indicted for conspiring to remove sanctions on a Russian oligarch with ties to Putin. According to prosecutors, McGonigal allegedly received $225,000 from a former Russian intelligence officer while he was still employed by the FBI. This is all too rich, folks, and yet another perfect example of why the FBI swamp needs to be drained and now. It's really hard to have trust in our institutions when stuff like like this keeps coming out. It sure seems like we live under a two-tiered justice system with conservatives usually on the losing end. This is yet another stain on the bureau, a stain it really doesn't need. I'm Tommy Lahren, and you can watch my show, Tommy Lahren is Fearless, at OutKick. WPG Talk Radio 95.5. Thank you. Welcome back. It's 23 minutes past the hour. Uh, bonus open forum in today's opening hour. At 609-407-1450. Welcome to Hurley in the Morning. Glad you called in. You're on the air. Good morning, Harry. It's a great day in Brigantine. <laughs> yes. You know, what happened to uh, ignorance of the law is not a defense. You know, uh, whether or not he knew they were there is irrelevant. The fact is they are there. And if possession is nine-tenths of the law... Oh, well, you, you know, it, it, this 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 excuse of, um, you know, he takes this very seriously. That applied only to the first batch they found. Once there was a second batch, you can't say that anymore. And you certainly can't say it after the third, fourth, fifth, or sixth batch that he takes it seriously. You, you, you could buy that excuse after the first one. Okay, and they didn't find any more. Fine. But now we're up to, what, five or six? And and I think you mentioned this. They say items. Yes. Six items. Well, a bo- maybe a box is considered an item. Yes. But maybe there's a thousand documents in that box. I know that's how it's going to turn out. Maybe not a thousand. I don't know what the number will be, but they lie about everything. So that I picked up on that early, this last tranche, if you will, uh, five or six, whatever it is, items, not not five documents i mean for example there's that box that that biden has in the garage important papers that would be one item uh they lie about everything as you know yeah 
Well, I think Tucker used the word uh, sheaf. He referred to these things as sheaves. You know, the the, 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 the the batches of documents. And I, I thought of that old that old spiritual bringing in the sheaves. <laughs> it should be his. It should be his campaign song if he runs in twenty twenty four. Bringing in the sheaves. It's terrible. Oh, mother of God. <laughs> now, something else that's on my mind, Harry. Uh, now that Antifa has been reactivated, and even your uh, twin brother Don P. Hurley uh, posted who reactivated Antifa, and I. I think of the things that I'm hearing about Antifa and about protesting in general. Uh, you remember Patricia Rawlings Blake? I think she was the mayor of Baltimore. Yes. And and when they when they were when they were rioting and looting, and she told the police to stand down. She said, "It's only property. Let them loot." Why yeah. didn't that apply on January sixth? Remember when? Um, uh, uh, Chris Cuomo said, where does it say that protesting has to be peaceful? Why doesn't that apply to January 6th? Every excuse they made for Black Lives Matter and Antifa protests throughout the summer of George, why do not all of those things apply to January 6th? Especially when you consider that on January 6th, nobody tried to burn a building down. Uh, nobody was throwing Molotov cocktails at the police. Nobody was overturning government vehicles or setting them ablaze. They were people simply milling around. So why don't all of these same principles apply to that protest? Well, uh, well, because there's a double standard. Yeah, that's why. And 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 to dovetail on on protests. We were talking last week about the Flyers player. I know I'm bouncing around here, but they're all tied together. So the Flyers player who wouldn't wear the LGBTQ pride jersey, wasn't his refusing to wear that jersey a form of protest? Well, if you're allowed to kneel on the field during the national anthem as a sign of protest against our flag and our national anthem, if that's allowed on the field, then why isn't this uh, hockey player's protest to not wear the jersey? Why is that not permitted? I know these are all um, um, questions that, uh, I mean, we know the answer, but I'm just posing them for people to think about it. You know, there's, there's only certain kinds of protest that's allowed. And, you know, these people that, that were busted in Atlanta, you know, one of them is, is this uh, rich kid uh, from, you know, these rich kids, they come from these wealthy families. They, they've got nothing else to do. So they figure, well, I'll go to college since my parents are going to, you know, fund my lifestyle for the next four years. And I could just party and have a good time. And, you know, these, these aren't, these aren't like these, these, these poor uh, uh, people that are just looking for uh, a better life and protesting how bad things are. How bad is it for this rich kid from 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 uh, Kenny Bunkport overturning and burning cars? I mean, I, I, this stuff is just blowing my mind. And most of these people, especially during the summer of love, those charges were dismissed. People that assaulted police officers, that looted, bombed, firebombed. 
burned police cars, did all these terrible things. All the charges were dropped. Yeah. Without explanation. Like this was a equitable uh, resolution to the conflict. Well, if, if you remember, Harry, during COVID, uh, when they said that people couldn't congregate, uh, the excuse was that protesting was allowed because uh, that there was a pandemic of um, of racism. So they said that the that the protests, these these people congregating hundreds, thousands of people in a city, that was permitted. That was okay because that we had we had a, a worse issue to deal with and that was the pandemic of racism so that those protests that got those gatherings of people that was permitted i mean it, the, the, you know they stretch the weight they stretch the truth uh or they stretch credulity uh farther than um than uh, i was going to say the waistband of certain person's pants but uh, I, I'll probably get in trouble. I, <laughs> I appreciate that, Andy. And let me hit the 630 break right on time, actually within about 24 seconds. Thanks for a, a really good call. There's an open phone line because Andy just freed it up at 609-407-1450. Don't go away. You'll be next. You'll be right after that. The next two callers coming up in just a little bit. You know what we do at 30 minutes past the hour. That's right. This is the Town Square, New Jersey Info and Weather Network. And Harry Hurley with three stories that you can follow right now on the WPG Talk Radio 95.5 app. An inaugural Ronald Reagan dinner is coming to Resorts Casino Hotel in Atlantic City less than a month from now. Very excited about it. We have the details. Congressman Jeff Andrew is on the move. He's moved his district office. At least it will be moved by this week. We also wrote a piece about Chris Ford to rest in peace, a modest superstar, and a whole lot more on the app. From the Townsquare, New Jersey Info and Weather Network, I'm Chief Meteorologist Dan Zero. Quiet weather today before another round of potentially messy weather tomorrow. We'll see partly sunny skies and dry weather for your Tuesday. It's going to feel blustery, high of 47 degrees. Quiet and chilly tonight with some clouds, low 31. Snow and rain showers possible tomorrow morning. Steadier rain comes into play tomorrow afternoon. Heavy rain tomorrow evening through early Thursday morning. Get weather 24-7 wherever you are. Download our free mobile app today. Early in the morning. WPG Talk Radio 95.5 and on the WPG Talk Radio app. We're investing. Hi, it's Mark Levin. Join me this evening at 6. Now back to Hurley in the Morning on WPG Talk Radio 95.5 FM, 1450 AM. South Jersey's Talk Station. Thank you, great ones. Uh, 37 minutes past the hour. Kirk Conover coming up in the 7 o'clock hour. Chuck Malamut at 8. East Coast Roofing, Siding, and Windows in today's 9 o'clock hour. Welcome to Hurley in the Morning. You're on the air. Uh, yes, good morning. Uh, Fredo was inquiring as to who uh, said that protests in America had to be, non, had to be nonviolent. Uh, our First Amendment says that, uh, Fredo. Yeah. But uh, what is he? <laughs> um, yeah. Now, it says here that the Bank of Montreal, Royal Bank of Canada, Scotiabank, TD, City, and J.P. Morgan Chase in addition to a whole slew of uh, banks that are American that have backed, uh, actually backed the whole uh, Houston XL pipeline. But never mind that it was American taxpayer monies 
don't don't pay any attention to that. So that's basically our sweat and blood that went into that pipeline, but we don't get any benefits from it. So that's just uh, that shows that things are not being done correctly here in America. Definitely not constitutional America any longer. But uh, I just want to say that um, unless we be, unless we wake up quick, man, we're going to lose everything now. Here's the thing: um, when Nazi Germany rose up, they were working from behind the scenes on so that Glock, an anti-gravitational vertical lift. Uh, Actually, a UFO is what it was, really. And the Silver Vogel, which is a, a suborbital jet, they're working on all these things when we had nothing that could even compare to what they were doing behind the scenes. And they were building a whole uh, military the same way the Chinese are doing right now. And the Chinese have already surpassed us with their Navy and all. So it's like, meanwhile, we're fighting from behind the scenes. We're fighting each other from behind the scenes instead of uh, doing what's which is, which is expected, which is uniting. So unless we, we unless we do that, we're going to be we're going to be crushed underfoot. It's just a matter of time because uh, 2025 is the milestone for uh, the CCP, and then in 2049 they're going to have accomplished their goal to be the only superpower, and they're hell bent uh, on doing that. So unless we get proper leadership in America, we're, we're headed for disaster. That's what I want to say. Thanks. You said it. Thank you. Uh, and let's hope that's not the case. But the trends, the trajectory of so many things. We've just hit the publish button about two or three minutes ago, right at the end of the last break, that um, Moody's, and you should take time, read my article. I'd love you to do that. But also click on the link to the Moody's analytics that I have included. The data is troubling. We have a situation now for the first time in American history, another first under Joe Biden, this administration. Have you seen that video that he and Kamala Harris have put together? I mean, breaking their arms, patting themselves on the back, how great they are, how many wonderful things they've done. I mean, they are delusional. He's saying he's united the world. The world's on fire right now. What he did in Afghanistan, he's the cause of Russia invading Ukraine, in my opinion, both his incompetence. And he also greenlighted it when in an interview, because he is completely incoherent at this point and getting worse. That's the problem with this kind of thing. It's not going to get better. You're going to wish you're going to soon wish for the bad old days. But when he said that some kind of small incursion he greenlighted not only i mean every single thing they say like there's no there there with the documents that means there's a whole lot of there there we got them all that means they didn't get them all i'm telling you if you just listen to me on this one point everything they say is exactly the opposite of the truth i can't think of an example when that's not the case Welcome to Hurley in the Morning. You're on the air. Oh, good morning, Harry. Yes. <laughs> oh, excuse me. Yeah. Okay. You have a great program, and your callers are, are terrific, I got to tell you. Thank uh, you. You're one of them. Uh, well, I hope so. Yeah. Um, it's Steve Mabsekin Island, actually. Hey, Steve. Excuse me. I only had my first cup of coffee. usually takes me three. <laughs> uh, now I see what it's like when you get up early in the morning, or should I say early? <laughs> Harry, 
you know why Biden's surprised? Because he's insinuating that somebody planted the documents on him. Yeah, he's just so Steve. He, Steve, he's and, just and, so surprised. How do they all? They, well, I mean, so to believe him, somebody planted them in his garage. Somebody planted them in his home, in his office, and anywhere else in the home where they found them. Someone planted them in the Biden Penn Center office. So there's a whole lot of planting going on. Sure, but that's what he. That's why he's surprised because he's setting that up. Because well, one of those idiots, Steve, on the View, said that. I don't know which one. Whoopi or one of them said that. Uh, no, it was Joy Behag actually that said it. Just said that well, this just sounds it's too convenient, too coincidental. You know, we we can't rule out that somebody planted them. That these are sick people. Well, that well, they're waiting for the press corps in the White House, the White House press corps, to ask the question, so why did Biden take the documents out of the secure location? Why did, first, and and then that this, the White House person is going to say. And, and Steve, you do well, know it's, it was a crime, and it's got to be him. And if it's not him, we got to find out who it is, because they have access to these documents, which are pertinent to him, that he wanted, obviously, and they have access to his home and to his office. So either they're going to throw somebody under the bus or I don't know what to say. But this much I do know. When he was a senator, taking any of those documents out is a crime. Uh, absolutely. And that's why I wanted to say, look, you had Hillary. Trump has documents. He's got doc- It's either all a crime or it's not. It's not like doing... Th- 38 on shore road and you get a pass because it's 35 and you're only three miles over the speed limit you know you there's no wiggle there's no wiggle room uh in in secure exactly the wrongdoing is having the documents not not the cat had kittens and the dog had puppies and i didn't know i'm surprised uh no intention this is the other thing that his aides are saying that there was no intention here. Well, just having them is the crime. But, but but to be fair to Trump, right, he's not boxing up his own stuff, right? So, but so then it says, so then you say, well, why does he have it? Why did Hillary have it? Why did, what's going on here? Well, keep all- it, and keep in mind, Steve, Trump is the only one of the bunch. Hillary, you remember her with the, bleach bit and the pickaxes and destroying the evidence and deleting the emails and all of that. Uh, only reason she got caught was because they had them on some kind of backup thing and they retrieved them. Uh, and of course, they didn't get them all. So Hillary said, yeah, they're just just Chelsea's wedding plans. Yeah, right. Sure. But Biden and Hillary had no legal right to have the documents. President Trump as president was able to handle those documents is able to declassify them. He can exactly he can actually uh, exonerate himself merely by saying I declassified them. The other two can't say that. Well, it has to that when when he does declassify it, it has to go to no, some. No, no, it doesn't. That don't don't fault Steve. No, that's the Kool Aid. That's what they're telling you. That doesn't have to go to anyone. Now, to be to be absolutely 
honest about this. I'm sure there is some administrative thing where you submit them for review and, you know, then they come back and you, but it is the president that solely has the power. For example, pardons typically happen by a review process, but Bill Clinton pardoned his brother and Mark Rich. None of that went through any board or review committee. So it could go to that committee if you wanted it to, but the president has the unilateral authority to declassify any document in the United States government. Okay, fine, but doesn't he have to let people know so that they know that those documents can float around? He really doesn't have to let anybody know. You should, but he could just take anything he wants and say, I've declassified these, and he's got you know, it them. sounds a little... Yeah, I, look, I don't want classified documents out of a secure area anyway. I agree. Okay, But at least Trumps were in one area. They were locked up. The FBI, the DOJ, the National Archives, they all knew where they were. The, the FBI said, hey, could you do us a favor? We want to sleep a little bit at night, a little better. Put an extra lock on that door. Yep, yep, we'll put an extra lock on that door. Uh, here, Biden, they're falling out of his, you know, his pants, out of his uh, Corvette. Who knows? Search the glove box of the Corvette, maybe some in there. So I want to ask you, Harry, yeah. do you think anybody in the White House press corps is going to ask the question, why did Biden take the documents out of the secure location? That will be asked. Yes. You can and see, we'll see Steve, 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 you can see even the Democrat media, like even Joe, Joe Scarborough and Mika and those people, they're getting very frustrated with these answers that, uh, you know, the DOJ is looking at this. Well, you know, we can't comment. Then you go there and they say, well, we can't comment. We refer you back to there. Uh, yeah, they're going to ask the questions. Uh, if you're like, I, I put a question out a little while ago, Steve, you might not have been with us then, but about maybe 30 or 40 minutes ago, I said, if Joe Biden is surprised that these documents are all over his house and all over his office and keep finding more. He's so surprised. In other words, like he doesn't know how they got there. Why don't we ask who's not surprised that they're there? Because somebody put them there. Somebody that has access to his private home, his garage, inside his home, inside his office at the University of Pennsylvania. I mean, come on. Well, that's why he's surprised, because he's a, he doesn't want to say he took them. He wants to insinuate that somebody else planted it. That's what he's setting up. So when that question comes out, I'll say, I never took the documents. Yeah, they just got that's in. They said. just got into his home. And and it's just not it's going to be that we can't prove who put them there. Now they're in his home. He's got them. He's responsible. He'll be held accountable. Now, this just in. You cannot prosecute, you cannot jail a sitting president. No sitting president will be criminally charged while they're in office. But at some point, there will be a determination. Uh, and I'm sure the special counsel, he or whatever his name is, uh, not very confident in him, to be honest. But he'll come up with that they, they were handled inappropriately. Uh, the other thing that's very serious is Biden took them when he was a senator. Uh, that's a very serious issue because he had no business. He's no different than Sandy Burglar that stuffed him in his pants. Uh, you can't do that. And and yet he did it. And I, I have to hold him accountable because they're in his garage. They're in his home. They're in his office. He can't he cannot divorce himself 
from ownership of this problem. And that and that is the greatest point of all the documents that he took out as senator, just like they persecuted uh, General Petraeus Correct. for having the documents. Right. Correct. And who was that other person? Who was the other person you said had the documents to? I call him burglar. Sandy Berger, who was national security advisor. Back he right. went into the National Archives into a skiff because he said he was testifying in a Bill Clinton trial and he just wanted to refresh his memory. And he stole the documents. They were called top secret code documents. They had the handwriting even of the president. He stole them from the National Archives. He got caught. Uh, he stuffed them in his pants and his socks. And nothing happened to him either. He lost his national security clearance for months, not even a year, and got it right back. This is this is what Democrats get away with. Right. And, and General Petraeus got persecuted. Oh, yeah. Exactly. Now, he was doing dumb stuff. I think it was over a woman or something like that, but not not smart. Not smart at all. Hey, Steve, I have to I have to run to this break. Thank you so uh, much for the time. Yeah, oh, of course. I love talking to you. Have a great day. Glad you're here. We have an open line. 609-407-1450 bonus open forum in today's opening hour because the rest of the program is just packed. Kirk Conover next. Chuck Malamut at eight. East Coast Roofing, Siding and Windows at 9. We're going to a busy program tomorrow, too. We're going to visit with Larry Sieg, who is the president of Visit Atlantic City, formerly Meet AC. We're going to be talking about that rebranding of Meet AC to Visit Atlantic City. Who else do we have tomorrow? We have Atlantic County surrogate Jim Curcio. Let me go to my book. I know I have somebody else. Of course, John Walters. Uh, all about reverse mortgages, a busy day tomorrow. And I'll, I'll make the pledge right now. We'll do open forum tomorrow in the 6 o'clock hour probably as well. Although half of the 7 o'clock hour will be open forum tomorrow. We'll be back. This is Early in the Morning, WPG Talk Radio 95.5 and on the WPG Talk Radio app. WPG Talk Radio 95.5. South Jersey's number one talk station. That is correct, and you did it again. Still, we are and were and still are, all because of you. WPG Talk Radio 95.5, tell a friend. Well, in case you think you can never make a difference, I've always been a firm believer of this. This program has spent basically 31 years saying such things as, one person with the truth is a majority, that we need to put lightning in a bottle and look at those examples where, I mean, for example, if you could put together what was done when everyone, even people that didn't necessarily get along uh, in, in in some ways, when the threat of casinos in North Jersey came about, and God rest his soul, but we had the late Jim Whalen, uh, just absolutely sandbagging us, saying, get on your knees and beg and take the deal. It's the best deal you can get. There's no way we could win. Mazio was right with him. Although I will say Mazio was there at the um, the rally celebration when it became self-evident that we were going to win. Uh, that's kind of despicable. I'd rather someone just be against you than be against you, work against you, and then come to the to the celebration party. Uh, but he was there, and I, I emceed it, so I, I remember acknowledging him that he was there. But 
that was a campaign that was a David and Goliath thing. There was just no way. How would the South beat the North? They, I'm telling you, they were measuring the draperies. They had, they had the exact spots where they were going to be putting the casinos in the Meadowlands and elsewhere. They, they had the win. This was like final jeopardy. Alex, I'm going to shoot the whole bank for, for, the, um, for the final jeopardy question. They thought they had it. And not only did we kick their asses, but as I tell you, I've never taken the sign down. It's right behind me. I look at it every day. The vote, no, North Jersey casinos. It was on November 8th a couple of years ago. I never took that down because they never stop. They're just like the Socialist Democrats in our country. They never stop. If you beat them, they find a way to cheat you, derail you, delegitimize you until they can run again and win. They never, ever stop. But on that point, if we could bottle the times that we come together and have tremendous victories. If we could do that, there would be no stopping us. So that's one of the other things we talk about. How when we get together, there's no stopping us. I can't think of one occasion. Jim Whalen thought he was going to get rid of the uh, chief of police. He called my identical twin brother, Don Hurley, who was the PBA president at the time, and said, I'm just giving you the courtesy of telling you that I'm eliminating the chief of police. And Don said to Mayor Whalen, uh, that's never going to happen. And Mayor Whalen said to Don, no, no, you don't understand. I'm, I'm, this is not a discussion. I'm telling you. And Don said, and I'm telling you, you're not going to get away with it. And he knew the law. He knew that citizens could do an ordinance. And they prevailed. They prevailed. And at one point in time, you got to credit the late Barbara Hudgens because she was an absolute guaranteed Jim Whalen vote, like almost 100 percent of the time. But she came through and that was a 5-4 deal that stopped Jim Whalen. Uh, you know, it's funny how they did like Jim Sarkis. He should send on chocolates at Valentine's Day and all of them. Uh, none of them ever remember to thank uh, who made it possible. There was a whole committee that did a great job on that. Again, when we come together, we can't be stopped. WPGG Atlantic City, WENJ HD3 Millville, a Town Square media station. Everything you need to know in six minutes starts now. Kirkup. From Harry Hurley Way in the world's playground to the broadcast pioneers of Philadelphia Hall of Fame. I want to congratulate my friend, Harry Hurley. You're about to find out why Harry Hurley has been named to the Talkers Magazine list of the 100 most important talk show hosts in the nation. Live from the studios of Town Square Media in Northfield, it's Hurley in the Morning on WPG Talk Radio 95.5. Approaching seven minutes past the hour, I'm on the job, so that means the world is a better place. Pretty bodacious statement, I would think. Might be true. Kirk Conover is here. My first question for the Assemblyman Emeritus from the Garden State is... Is minting a $1 trillion coin the answer to the debt ceiling? For those who don't know, 
there is some obscure law. I, I looked into it. This is not a joke. I don't think it's going to happen because it would be it would be a dangerous. It would be a preposterous solution. And we've talked about this on a couple of other occasions over the past couple of decades. But there's an obscure law. It allows for the minting of a platinum coin. That platinum coin would be said to be worth one trillion dollars by magic osmosis, some kind of mystical, magical process. It would just be said that it's a trillion dollar coin. And then guess what they would do? They would cash that coin that's been made up out of thin air. And then they would pay our bills. Kirk Conover joins the program. Is that a um, responsible solution to our problems, Kirk? It's absolutely preposterous, and you use the right word. It's uh, a magical uh, fiction. You know, any anything to do with with money, uh, currency, base is based on the value that people put to it. And you can't just mint like a one ounce platinum coin, which the metal itself is worth a certain amount of money, you know, maybe over twenty five hundred dollars or something, and say it's worth a trillion. <laughs> that that's just absolutely preposterous. I mean, it, it's just, uh, but it it's part of you know the Biden administration's legacy is going to be that they just say things and think think they're true. Uh, it falls right in with everything else they do. It's all imaginary, and they live in an alternative reality. And fortunately, even Janet Yellen, I mean, the Treasury Department would be in charge of. Uh, minting this so-called one trillion dollar coin, um, you know, she said it's it's not realistic. I mean, it just won't fly. I mean, well, I, mean I think I it's a gimmick, and I think that markets would react very unfavorably to it because it's there's it's just not tangible. It's not real. Yeah, I mean, let's suppose they depo- they they're talking they were talking about two of these coins. Sending them uh, to the Fed, and the Fed sending you know two trillion dollars back to the the Treasury to pay the, the the nation's bills. I mean, think about that. All they would be doing is creating more digital dollars, which is what they've done to the tune of four and a half trillion since Biden's been president, which caused the inflation because there's no no value there. I mean, it, it, it's just—it uh, just has no um, foundation in in real economics. Um, like you said, every currency, every coin, every dollar bill, every type of currency has uh, value because people perceive it to have value. You just can't mint stuff out of the air and say it's worth a trillion dollars. I can't go out in the garage and stamp out a piece of copper and say uh, it's worth a million bucks. Now I'm a millionaire because uh, <laughs> people won't believe it. So you know, everything has to have some foundational value. Uh, money, money supply, coins, they're all just a medium of exchange. Uh, they make what, you know, we used to barter for things. And they make, uh, you know, basically barter efficient by creating a medium of exchange. And people only, 
value, like right now, the dollar, the American dollar, the U.S. dollar, uh, at, you know, 7% inflation is worth 7% less, you know, every year uh, because that's what people uh, perceive it. They say, well, it's not worth it because, you know, the price of this is going up, the price of that's going up, so the market basket of good, the value goes up, and the dollar uh, purchasing power goes down because pe- that's what people perceive the value to be. And you just can't, <laughs> you always say you just can't make this stuff up. I, I, it's so funny, you, that's the first question you asked me because I put a a little list together last night of big things that are happening um, in the world of economics around the world. Uh, and the fifth one was the $1 trillion coin. <laughs> yeah, well, yeah. I mean, yeah, I know you and you know me. that We had to address that because it's it's just so bad. But there are people, and I consider them to be very unserious, that actually think about these kinds of things. They don't think about really having the solution to problems. They think about the next trick, the next government scam, ripoff, flimflam. Uh, and if they ever did something like that, really, you talk about destroying the free markets, destroying everything this country is based upon. And think about what a um, divergent approach that would be from when every dollar used to have an equal amount of gold or silver. So a dollar wasn't just a promissory note. It was actually it was worth what it says it's worth. For those who don't know, you could go and say, I want a dollar's worth of gold, and you could cash in that piece of paper, that dollar bill or whatever, a five, ten dollar bill for an equal amount of gold or silver. I really do believe, Kirk, I don't know what we would look like now. I have my sort of my suspicions, but when we went off of a precious metal standard to the good faith and promise of America, now that's always been good enough. Because this is the greatest country in the history of the world. But I just think we would be so much stronger. Because you know right now, there would be no vault big enough for these trillions of dollars now that they have amassed. Tens of trillions of dollars. They 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 have destroyed our economy, Kirk. Yeah, going off the uh, gold standard, uh, even though the gold standard had been limited by the uh, Bretton Woods uh, uh, conference uh, when they took the dollar value away from the gold standard in 1970, you saw what happened. I mean, the 70s were uh, a whole decade of economic turbulence and inflation. And prior in- inflationary periods were very short and very modest uh, because of the gold standard. And when you what what the gold standard does is it it reins in government spending and, and the ability of the government to run up debt because if you're just printing money uh, and um, not you know controlling your spending, then other countries will say, well, you know, we don't think your dollar's worth that much, so we want some gold. And all of a sudden they come and you know they start taking your gold and that literally there were ships crossing the Atlantic back and forth as the United States and the European countries 
took each other's gold to settle up debts because they didn't have faith in in the printed currency. It was like uh, a great movie, Jimmy Stewart, It's a Wonderful Life. They're at the, um, what was the name of the family? I have a T-shirt, Bailey, George Bailey, Bailey Savings and Loan. And then at the end of the day, you got a potter told them you have to stay open, you know, till five o'clock. And they had two dollars left and they got a basket out. And George Bailey and his uh, his father's brother, his uncle, walked it into the safe. That's what it's like. People want to cash in. They don't trust the process. They don't trust the system. So they were coming to cash in and take the physical value because they didn't trust the paper. Right. And, you know, uh, like I said, the 70s were very turbulent. Um, Inflation rages, you know, you had all kinds of economic disruptions, which I would say probably 80% of the of the disruption was caused by the fact we went off the gold standard completely and went to a complete um, paper money, fiat money as they call it, uh, based on the full faith and credit of the United States government. So if we had stayed on the gold standard, uh, even though it was a limited gold standard, we we probably would have had avoided all that turbulence, avoided most of the inflation. We would have had a sounder uh, government um, spending plan, smaller government, virtually no debt. Uh, there always probably would have been some debt, but uh, it would have been uh, manageable. And you would have had slower but probably steadier growth. Um, getting back to this $1 trillion coin, mm-hmm. think about if they had actually minted the coin, sent the two coins over to the Fed, and the Fed had actually sent $2 trillion back, it would have destroyed the credibility of the Federal Reserve. Absolutely. You know, there's a lot of, there's a lot of things you can complain about, about the Fed and what they do, and should we actually have the Fed and all that. But given the reality that they're there and they're, they're tasked with managing the money supply and, and setting interest rates at a level that uh, encourage full employment and low inflation, that would have destroyed their credibility completely. Yeah, and I, do, I did say in my earlier monologue, and I know you're not saying differently now, I never suggested that the Fed would go along with it. In fact, I believe they would not go along with it but just the fact that people were floating this i i didn't want to not talk about it kirk hang in there we're going to come right back it's 18 minutes past the hour when we come back i have some more economic stuff for kirk but when we come back i want to talk a little bit of philadelphia eagles i want to get kirk's analysis of what the eagles did last saturday night versus the giants and what kirk is um can he foretell what he thinks will happen this Saturday, 3 p.m. on Fox News. So that's the Philly Fox. Uh, if you're on the Xfinity, uh, what's it called? X1 platform, it would be digital channel 805, not channel 820, the uh, Fox News channel, but the Fox Philly affiliate. Uh, 3 p.m. at the link, the Eagles versus the San Francisco 49ers. We'll get Kirk's take on last week and this upcoming week when we come back with Kirk Conifer. 
I am Hurley in the morning. Here is my friend, Sean Hannity. Waking up on the right side. This is the Sean Hannity Morning Minute. The New York Times reports starting on November 10th, the president's counselors were in regular contact with their counterparts at the Justice Department. The Justice Department, that is part of the executive branch. Why did they not inform you, the American people, before the November 8th election that, in fact, they were going that that they had discovered these documents considering the big deal they made about the Mar-a-Lago raid. And why did they wait months to tell everybody? And it is not said why personal lawyers for the president who do not have security clearances and other aides were the ones conducting the searches. People close to the case said that that was done with the approval of the Justice Department. Would they let Trump get away with that? I doubt it. From coast to coast, from sea to shining sea, it's the Sean Hannity Show. My friend had his home stolen. The crime is home title theft. It's real. It's horrendous, but it's real and it's everywhere. Now, luckily, this was just a demo, but I saw how criminals all around the world target American homeowners. And that's why I protect my home with home title lock. And you need to as well. And a thief can simply forge your signature on a legal document claiming you sold your home to them. Homeowners insurance and common identity theft programs do not protect you, but home title lock does. So protect yourself. Just go to their website. It's HomeTitleLock.com slash Sean, S-E-A-N. Verify your home's title is still safely in your name. Then just register your address for a free, no-obligation home title report for your files. That is a $100 value, absolutely free. That's HomeTitleLock.com slash Sean, HomeTitleLock.com slash Sean, S-E-A-N. Hi, it's Mark Lee and Van Camp. Join us later today at 1. Now back to Hurley in the Morning on WPG, Talk Radio 95.5 FM and 1450 AM, South Jersey's talk station. Thank you. We're at 24 minutes past the hour, just a few clicks away. Chuck Malamut on deck coming up in about 35 minutes. We continue with Kirk Conover. We're going to put a pause on some of the economic discussions that we're having here this morning for a little Philadelphia Eagles update. Uh, so obviously 38 to 7, it was fantastic. If you're an Eagles fan, it was dominating really from any perspective, every every aspect of, of a football team that you would want to see uh, participate at such a high level, be so complete uh, on, on any given Sunday. They put it all together uh, in that game in, in, in a very significant playoff setting obviously one game now away from the Super Bowl what were your thoughts Kirk well I was impressed with uh, the efficiency of the offense the uh, tenacity of the defense and overall I just love the fact that Sirianni just showed that they can do it in the air they can do it on the ground they will change their strategy, whatever it takes to get down the field. And I read, you know, since the game was played, I've read uh, probably two dozen articles from different uh, sporting uh, websites and, uh, you know, digital magazines on sports, like Sporting News and Sports Illustrated. Nine out of ten articles were saying that was like the most complete uh, team effort that uh, – they've seen in a long time on a football field. And that's what I like about it. I mean, nobody's complaining. 
nobody's uh, going out there and trying to, you know, cause any controversy like, you know, like Terrell Owens used to do in that 2004 season. (laughs) But, uh, yeah, I thoroughly enjoyed it. And, matter of fact, at halftime, my brother-in-law, Jack Frost, who who you've met. Yeah, he was nipping um, at our nose, yeah. Yeah. Well, he uh, he sends me a text, and they, all it said was, uncle. <laughs> <laughs> that's good. That's fun. That's, that's, that's pithy in its... <laughs> yeah, that's just honesty. Ultimate form. I mean, that was just a yeah. beatdown. And I and I believe the team came out of the game healthy, which is always wonderful because you look at, um, I mean, Dallas Pollard demolished. It turns out that high ankle sprain is a broken ankle. You've got um, uh, Mahomes has got the high ankle sprain. Uh, I mean, the, the, some of these other teams definitely got beat up in their division round game. Unless you know something I don't know, Kirk, I think the Eagles came out of that very healthy. Yeah, and I think that was part of the strategy. You know, uh, you go twenty-eight nothing, nothing uh, at halftime, and then uh, you sort of throttle it back and uh, just eat up the clock uh, the rest of the game, uh, so, so your people don't get exposed to in- injury. And I, I think that was all part of Sirianni's strategy. Uh, you know, cruise in the second half and, and come out healthy. So, and what do you say? Down. What do you say for three p.m. this Saturday? in the NFC Championship game at Philadelphia's Lincoln Financial Field. San Francisco 49ers coming into town. Uh, what do you think? Well, uh, they, the San Francisco 49ers have uh, amassed an incredible winning streak. And uh, this uh, the very last player chosen in the draft, Brock Purdy, has won six in a row. I have a feeling that the pressure is going to get to them. It won't be a high-scoring game. Like uh, I don't think they'll put up 38 points on on the 49ers because their defense is very good. Well, uh, look at look at it, Kirk. You've got the Eagles are the number one defense in the entire NFL. San Francisco 49ers are the number one run defense in the NFL. I mean, this this on paper has the makings of what should not be a high-scoring game, yet both teams do put a lot of points on the board, though. Other than one game, it was Charlie Kane that looked this up yesterday. And I, you you, um, you said six. I thought he's won eight straight games counting the playoff game, but you know, I'll, I'll defer to you on that, uh, Brock Purdy. Uh, so you would think this would be a low-scoring game, but th- these are teams that do put a lot of points on the board, typically. Yeah. Well, the the one article I read that said there's, I don't know, seven reasons for the 49ers to fear the Eagles, it made a couple points that resonated with me, is that uh, eventually uh, these rookie phenoms, uh, they come into a situation they've never faced before, which is going to be the Lincoln Financial Field and the Philadelphia Eagles, uh, and they buckle under the pressure and they make mistakes. Um and they they you know diametrically compared that to um you know Jalen uh Hurts saying that he's like a cool cool 
cat on the whole field. He really you know, is. Flappable. He's like yeah. a he's like a silent assassin. <laughs> That's so. good. He real. I gotta say, he really is. And Charlie Kane, who has the vantage point that I don't have, because I'm I'm not at these games. I'm watching on TV. He said that that stadium is so noise filled, so noisy, so incredibly animated that he believes that San Francisco is going to be forced to take, you know, emergency timeouts when they they can't get the play figured out. They can't hear each other. So we're going to like Seattle raises that flag, the 12th, the 12th man. I think Philadelphia is getting a reputation for having the 12th man. Yeah. And that's going to be a factor. The other um, thing I think that is going to happen is the fact that it's going to show through. The 49ers, aside from uh, beating the Seahawks, uh, they beat up on this winning streak they're on. They beat up on a lot of mediocre teams. And uh, they really haven't faced the team the caliber of the Philadelphia Eagles. And uh, I think that's going to be a factor. So, you know, just like you said, the Minnesota Vikings were, you know, a fraud. Yeah. I won't call the 49ers a fraud, but I'll just say that they're probably, um, they don't, they're not going to live up to the, to the hype that uh, some in the sports media are, are giving them. Not that, not that I need this, but I'm going to say it anyhow. I think I was completely vindicated on my Minnesota is a fraud comment uh, because the Giants are a good football team. They're not a great football team. And the Giants beat Minnesota and the Eagles demolished the Giants. Yep. And you saw it with uh, the Giants quarterback, Jones. I mean, it's his, you know, third or fourth year in the league. He hasn't had that much uh, put on his plate. And it showed against the Eagles. Well, I just love the, and I called it out, and and I was proven right about that as well. The media proclaimed him, and they they pretty much through the Giants proclaimed him as an elite quarterback after they beat the Minnesota Vikings, who I think if you look at how many games they won, three or four of them with no time left on the clock on field goals, uh, another seven or eleven, I'm sorry, seven or eight wins by less than seven points they're they're a fraud and they were a fraud the whole season just every one of those things that sometimes happens uh in the nfl where the whole season just goes your way you know usually you'd split those kinds of games you'd win some of them you'd lose some of them they just always the one when they were down whatever it was 28 to nothing they came back and won that one by a point or whatever it was uh, again, I think with a late field goal with no time or very little time, uh, they were a fraud. So that just played out that way. But when the Giants proclaimed Jones as an elite quarterback, and then he even did some smack type talk, uh, I knew that was that. he was. They were done because he won a game against a fraud team that had a lot of wins but wasn't, a, a, I don't think, even a very good team, let alone a great team. What, what did they have? Did they have 12 wins or something like that? Yes, they did. Yeah. So it seemed like, oh, my God, it'd be, you know, it'd be a team with 12 and 5, 12 wins. Uh, but we, like you did, you break down uh, who they beat and how they won. 
they they were not a team that, that dominated anyone. There was always a seven or a three or five, seven-point game with them. Uh, I'm concerned about San Francisco because I have tracked them for really even while Garofalo was the quarterback before he got hurt. And then Purdy comes in, and it must be because of Don Purdy that Brock Purdy is so good. But they don't skip a beat. I mean, you got to give um, Shanahan credit. Shanahan gave a rookie the entire playbook. You know how a rookie comes in and they do they change everything. They don't throw. They they run. You know they let the guy just hand off. Uh, they let Brock Purdy have the whole playbook. And the San Francisco 49ers, Kirk, I know you're not saying this any differently. They're no joke. No, they're not. Uh, but I, I do think that there's just a couple things that, uh, you know, the quarterbacks, I just think that, you know, Jalen Hurts is going to prevail uh, over Brock Purdy. Brock Purdy probably is going to make a rookie mistake here and there, and the Eagles will take advantage of it. I also think that Brock Purdy hasn't faced the kind of uh, tenacious pass rush that the Eagles have. I mean, the team was over 70 sacks. Yeah. Four players with double-digit sacks. I mean, uh, he hasn't faced that. I agree. Kirk, let's get the break in. I'm, I'm late. We'll be right back with Kirk Conover's 35 minutes past the hour on the Hurley in the Morning program. You know what we do. That's right. This is the Town Square, New Jersey Info and Weather Network. It's Harry Hurley at 35 minutes past the hour with three stories that you can follow right now on the WPG Talk Radio 95.5 app. Moody's has released a survey that reveals bad news for New Jersey home rent prices. Uh, Never before in history have folks had to pay more than 30% of their income just on rent tell you a lot of bad things are going on right now that have to be fixed a ronald reagan dinner is coming to resorts casino in atlantic city and a whole lot more check it out on the app From the Town Square, New Jersey Info and Weather Network, I'm Chief Meteorologist Dan Zaro. The wind will be our weather nuisance of the day. Probably gusting between 20 and 30 miles an hour once things get going here. Temperatures this morning, mainly in the 30s. We'll see a high today around 47. Partly sunny skies and completely dry. Quiet and chilly tonight with some clouds, low 31. Tomorrow gets a bit messy. Snow and rain showers in the morning. Steady rain in the afternoon. Heavy rain tomorrow night. Get weather 24-7 wherever you are. Download our free mobile app today. If you have a damp, wet... Early in the morning, WPG Talk Radio 95.5 FM and 1450 AM. We're investing. It's early in the morning, anytime, anywhere, on the WPG Talk Radio app. Harry Hurley on WPG Talk Radio 95.5. So, Kirk Conover, before we move on, what's your prediction for this Saturday at 3 p.m.? I would think uh, Eagles 27... Uh, 49ers 10. Can't believe you just said that. I wrote down 27-14. I, I think you're right there. Uh, I think the Eagles are going to win. I think they're going to win comfortably. By halftime, we might not know who's going to win. I think the Eagles will be up a little bit at halftime and then stretch it out a bit more in the second half. I don't think it'll be 38-7. Uh, I agree with your earlier comments. Uh, I, San Francisco's defense is really good. 
So this is not like dropping 38 on the Giants. But I do think the Eagles are going to score and score quite a bit. I mean, I wouldn't be surprised. Uh, you have 27. I have 27. That that represents basically three touchdowns and two field goals or some mixture if you went for two points or something. But uh, I wouldn't be surprised if the Eagles could score four touchdowns, uh, maybe a field goal and up it a bit to maybe 31 points. But uh, I think somewhere between 24 to 30 will be enough. And the Eagles will be going to the Super Bowl where, Kirk, I think they're going to be playing Cincinnati Bengals and not the Kansas City Chiefs. I agree with that. I don't like I don't like Joe Burrow's uh, off field personality. I think he's brash and cocky and and just a lot of things I don't like. Uh, but he is he is a great quarterback. And he had a great quote uh, after the game. Uh, you know, if Buffalo had won, had been played at a neutral site, and the NFL was already selling tickets. Yeah, I know to that neutral site game and reporter asked him after the game, uh, what do you think about that? And he said, uh, they better get those refunds ready. (laughs) My friend, George Tibbet keeps reminding me it's swag. Every time I bring up Joe Burrows is cocky and, you know, conceited and all these things that I don't personally like, uh, in, in a professional, uh, George reminds me it's swag. I got, you know, look, you know, he. you see him, doesn't he, am I correct, doesn't he wear some wild, like, fur jacket? And he's he's outrageous in his in his clothes, isn't he? Kind of like Joe Namath. Exactly. You know, at some point, you know, all these uh, elite quarterbacks are conceited, are confident, uh, and that's how they get to where they are. I mean, they believe in themselves so much. That's what takes them to the next level. But it's a matter of, you know, do you display that in public all the time? Not necessary. Exactly. I agree with you. Kirk, (laughs) let's get the last break in. So we'll have a nice, uninterrupted uh, segment straight ahead in our segment three with Kirk Conover, the former New Jersey Assemblyman. I call him the Assemblyman Emeritus. Chuck Malamut in a very important appearance this morning because there's a lot there's a lot to talk about, uh, including that January is off to a good start. And what does this mean? A lot to talk about coming up. All about your financial matters with Chuck Malamut, who who by the way is eavesdropping on the program. Hey Kirk, I can't resist. Your mic is still on. Do you think can we let Chuck back uh, as an Eagles fan? Is he allowed? I think he's allowed. Yeah, I do too. You know, I think he had a he had a little flirtation, you know, with it Las- with the Las Vegas Raiders, and you know, then he went into went to a game there, and the stadium sucks. It's so noisy. You come out of there with like hearing deprivation. Uh, I think I think he was you know gonna stray from the Eagles, but didn't quite leave the nest. I think, you know, unless Chuck comes in here and doesn't want to accept, uh, you know, his return to the club, uh, I think Chuck should be welcomed with open arms as a Philadelphia Eagles fan if he wants. 
Is that fair? Yeah, I'll, I'll take him back. All right. Yeah, I'll take him back. Howie Roseman said, uh, gave me the okay. All right, that's good to know. Uh, so we'll go with that, and we'll be right back. It's 45 minutes past the hour with Kirk Conover. I am early in the morning on WPG Talk Radio, 95.5 because of you. It's happened again and again and again. South Jersey's number one news talk radio station again. If you love South Jersey's talk station, then the WPG Talk Radio app is a must-have on your phone. Listen to all your favorite talk shows around the clock and instantly call them with just the tap of your finger. Text the WPG Talk Radio studio. Send us your pictures and videos of breaking news and more. It's the WPG Talk Radio app, a free download from South Jersey's talk station. WPG Talk Radio 95.5. Sean Hannity, this afternoon at 3. Now, early in the morning on WPG Talk Radio 95.5. Hey, Kirk, I wrote an article this morning a few hours ago, and our listeners, you can read it. And there's a really, um, I think, important link to the Moody's analytics. Uh, So check that out because the data is, um, it's compelling and it's incontrovertible. It is what it is. And for the first time in American history, and this has been tracked for decades, at least two decades by Moody's, but never in American history has anyone been able to produce a number where more than 30% of your income goes towards the rent of your home. Now, of course, it's a perfect storm, Kirk, because with the rising interest rates and the lack of inventory, uh, a lot of people are renting that would typically be buyers. And for those who either rent because they want to or because they have to, the rental prices have never been higher. But more than 30% of income each month is now spent on rent, which is a record high. Uh, I present that to you, Kirk, as um, a quality of life issue in a negative way. Uh, Again, no joke. Pretty serious stuff because you build from there. If 30% of your money goes to just rent, that means you have 70% for everything else, food, clothing, anything else. Uh, what are your thoughts about that, Kirk? Well, it's not good. Uh, you know, Normally, the benchmark was you should only spend between 20 and 25% of your income on, on housing, whether it be rent or the mortgage. So it's not a good number when it creeps up. But why is it creeping up? It's creeping up because we had this massive spending by the government, which increased the demand for everything with no supply. The supply chain was wrecked. So then you have inflation on the building materials, inflation on anything you need to maintain a home or any type of housing. And then, of course, the interest rates. Uh, you know, the Fed is is determined to... Uh, inflict pain to get rid of the inflation that they helped finance. Uh, um, so it's they're the the factors behind it. And you know, uh, housing is big. Uh, unfortunately, uh, you know, the housing market is starting to show that it's being heavily impacted. Uh, values are going down. New construction's going down. Uh, the conference board's leading economic indicators uh, and housing's one of the components has been going down for the last six months. So, yeah, it's, it's a real problem. I mean, that's the foundation of 
your existence, right? Where you live, put a roof over your head. And then, of course, you're also impacted by, you know, food inflation. So they're the two things, food and shelter uh, going up, cost of it's going up. And it's all simply because of inflation and uh, the Fed's uh, interest rate policies. And a listener wrote in more than that, which is why I specifically said more than 30 percent. I didn't say 30 percent. I said more than 30 percent. Depending on the individual, uh, it's higher than 30 percent. So um, they didn't release an exact number, but they said Moody said more than 30 percent, which obviously puts people uh, behind the eight ball right before you even, you know, get started out of the um, out of the starting block. So that's a no go as well. Uh, I've been saying for a long time, Kirk, that we had a recession and that we came out of the recession, that by definition it was a mild recession but the entire recorded history of of these types of things, two straight quarters, and we had three, two straight quarters of negative GDP constitutes a recession for political reasons, the Joe Biden uh, witness protection program reasons. We had to change all the rules and say it's not a recession. Uh, so now I think that means that they'll finally agree that there'll be a recession in 2023. It's my considered opinion if we would have bit the bullet in real time, maybe there doesn't have to be a recession, a double dip in 2023. But I believe part of the problem that we're having is the blatant intellectual dishonesty that took place in 2022. Am I? Is there anything valid to what I just said? Yeah, you're on to something there. Uh, you know, economics and, and uh, trends in economics often are... are based on the perception of the people in the marketplace. So, uh, you know, if, if they have no confidence in the, uh, path that the, uh, Biden administration is laying out for the economy, then they're going to pull their horns back and, uh, not spend as much, cut back on, uh, discretionary spending and, uh, buying new cars and things like that. And, and that is the seeds of a recession. I also think that uh, we're going to have an, uh, an unusual recession uh, in that not all sectors of the economy are going to be affected by it. I think I don't, I'm not a wizard to know exactly which ones, but as some of the supply chain uh, things get fixed, there's going to be some sectors of the economy that are uh, going to fare better than others. And that's going to be a very uneven uh, effect on, uh, the working, uh, American household, um, has to be, you know, played out, but I think the inflation is, is, is going to be very slow to recede. And the fed, I think is determined to continue their interest rate. Uh, they're being cheered on by certain sectors of the economy. And, um, you know, the European Central Bank's doing the same thing. Hey, hey, Kirk, so, a- answer me this question, because I, I, I can't get a straight answer anywhere. We keep seeing month after month these really good job numbers, that all these jobs are being hired. But then I keep seeing uh, that this company's uh, reduced by 10,000. This company's reduced by 14,000. Another one of the big companies, Amazon or whatever, down by five digits. Uh how are all these um, 
downscaling uh, of workers. How is this going on? But at the same time, all these hundreds of thousands of jobs are allegedly being created. I think that it's in keeping with this completely dishonest administration that these numbers are crooked. Yeah, well, uh, there was a study that showed that they were. The Fed, uh, one of the Fed branches, uh, did a, the Philadelphia Fed did a study. It showed that the, while the official numbers from the Bureau of Labor Statistics said uh, a million new jobs were created in, you know, the first three quarters of 2022, it really was only 10,000. So, yeah, I think there's a dishonesty in the reporting of the, the labor statistics, and it's it's based on the, the BLS does a survey, and what the Fed did, they took the actual unemployment numbers from the actual state reports. So it was a lag. The survey comes out, and it's based on voluntary reporting of businesses saying, well, we we did this, we did that, we hired this, uh, so forth. But when it came down to it, when they actually looked at the actual numbers of people who filed for unemployment, people who got jobs from the actual state statistics, it was only 10,000 versus a million one or something like that. So, yeah, there's a big disconnect in the reporting of the numbers, but it's also a lagging indicator. I mean, uh, the unemployment catches up. Uh, and I think you'll see the numbers start increasing with these, you're seeing the mass layoffs and that will be reflected, you know, a month, two months, three months down the road Kirk, in, what, in the actual reported numbers. Good, good comment. Kirk, what, what's your crystal ball relative? Chuck will be talking about it from his financial perspective in the next hour. What's your crystal ball for 2023? What do you expect? Well, I think the interest rates are, are really going to take a toll and, uh, it's going to, it's already, I see it, uh, out on the street in, in our business. So people are leery about investing in, in real estate, about starting new businesses. Uh, it's not only the interest rates, it's the fact that when you went through the COVID lockdowns, they saw that, you know, government can just arbitrarily shut down your business. So it discourages people uh, from aggressively opening uh, new businesses. So you're not seeing uh, a lot of brick and mortar new business openings. You see a lot. There's probably been a shrinkage in the in the restaurant uh, market. You know, the number of restaurants we have in the area and across the country. So there's a lot of things going on that make 2023 look like a, a bumpy ride. And again, in my opinion, it's all self-inflicted. The Fed should step back, take a pause on raising the interest rates, let the supply chain heal. That's the only way you, you address inflation is you, you get the supply up. Uh, they've already damped down the demand uh, with the higher interest rates, and uh, I think they need to pause. But there's there's a lot of other big things going on. You know, you've got all these different countries uh, trying to, form coalitions to get rid of using the U.S. dollar, the, the BRICS, uh, which is Brazil, uh, Russia, India, China, and South Africa. They're trying to trade and uh, they're doing their international trade in their own currencies to knock out the dollar. And when you have that kind of thing going around, uh, it, it lowers the value of the dollar. Uh, so that's, that's a concern. Uh, you got China going on with this uh, 
Belt and Road Initiative, where they're building infrastructure all over the world to facilitate trade with all these different countries with just China. Uh, it's not going to benefit the United States or the European Union or anything else. It's all to benefit China, and that's another concern. Yeah, benefits China and Joe Biden and Hunter Biden and Jim Biden. It benefits them a lot. Uh, Kirk, the better they do, the better the Bidens do, the worst we do. Uh, it's a wonderful uh, conundrum. Kirk, a great hour. Always enjoy it. Go Eagles, and let's keep in touch. You bet, Harry. Thank you, my friend. Fly, Eagles fly. You know it. All right. Thank you. Kirk Conover and Nancy Conover, Shore Agency, the official and exclusive insurance agency for the Hurley in the Morning program and for the Hurley family personally. Chuck Malamut, let's talk finances next. WPGG Atlantic City, WENJHD3 Millville, a town square media station. Everything you need to know in six minutes starts now. From Harry Hurley Way in the world's playground to the broadcast pioneers of Philadelphia Hall of Fame. I want to congratulate my friend, Harry Hurley. You're about to find out why Harry Hurley has been named to the Talkers Magazine list of the 100 most important talk show hosts in the nation. Live from the studios of Town Square Media in Northfield, it's Hurley in the Morning on WPG Talk Radio 95.5. I thank you so very much. It's six minutes past the hour. I am so pleased to report that Chuck Malamut is here. And this program is presented by Chuck Malamut, a financial advisor at Morgan Stanley. The information, views, and opinions expressed are those of Chuck Malamut and do not necessarily reflect those of Morgan Stanley or its affiliates. They are current as of the date of this broadcast and are subject to change without notice. Neither the information provided nor any opinion expressed herein constitutes a solicitation or the purchase or sale of any security. This presentation is for informational purposes only. Morgan Stanley Smith Barney, member SIPC. Chuck, fly, Eagles, fly, baby. Good morning, Harry. How are you? Fly, Eagles, fly. <laughs> Woo! I, uh, I did have an opportunity to eavesdrop the last hour and listen to you and Kirk. And Appreciate I'm going it. to... Um, I'm doing the wings just so our listeners I'm, I'm don't going, have smell of vision They can't don't see hurt, me. Don't hurt yourself, I know, Harry. I'm you got a, long, got a lot of days until Sunday. So any, anyway, I'll, I think I'll make a decision at halftime if I want to rejoin the club. How's that sound? That's fair. That's fair. Uh, but the, uh, the Eagles... I think you'll give them this, though. They looked really good last week. They're a good team, and they're going to be playing a better team. Okay, we'll leave it at that. Ah. And I think I think Sunday or Sunday be very, very interesting. What do you make of that better team with how they played the other night? So, sometimes, Harry, it's a matter of, you know, you're not going to fire on all cylinders all the time. It's a matter of figuring out how to beat a team. So they had an off day, but I don't still... Think they, I don't think they had an off day. I thought I think they ran into a really good defense. Okay. And I'll leave it at that. And I'm not going to... Because I know you but got a Eagles, lot of Eagles... But the Eagles have the number one defense I, 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 in the NFL. You'll Look, all your listeners are going to run me out of town. I'm just going to say, you know, it's going to... I think the game comes down, you know, to a miscue on either side and ultimately a field goal. That's that's where I think. So you, ends. you you sense it's going to be a very close game. I think this game. I think it's going to be. I mean, I know a lot of people said that the 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 Forty uh, Nine ers Dallas game was boring. It wasn't much fun. I thought you know if you're a really if you're a football fan, I thought it was a really 
well-played game, pretty much on both sides. I think if you're a football purist, it was a great game. If you're a fan, you're looking for you're looking for, yeah, you're looking for offense. Yeah. It wasn't there, but yeah. that's half the game. But anyway, by the way, let me just one other qu- comment about that game. Is Dak Prescott a choke artist in big games? Is he Tony Romo? Uh, that's, I mean, he's, he's close to it. I mean, there's that's uh, three years but, now, but, but it, it's not. Look, it's game preparation. It's not just necessarily him. Um, I, I mean, you take a you take a look at uh, you know the Buffalo Bills. I mean, the same thing. I mean, they had they had everything going in their favor, and they and they got run over. They got run out of town. Basically. Well, I, and I believe that's because Cincinnati is a better team, and you know I've been saying that. Uh, I don't like Joe Burrow's how he behaves but <laughs> he's not a big but, but guy. I, he's, I, I look i don't he's a little him. he's not flashy he just dresses that's all i don't like him but i like him on the field okay and i came kicking and screaming uh because i just had a predisposed bias about him uh he's very very good and other than the eagles cincinnati is the best team going right now so i think it's going to be philadelphia and cincinnati how unusual is it is it chuck for cincinnati to be a favorite as a road team, well, you got Mahomes who's hurt. Um, if Mahomes was not hurt, I think Kansas it, well, City would well, be the favorite. That line opened and, and it flipped, and Kansas City was a, I think, a one point favorite yesterday, and that flipped the other way, Harry, this morning or last night. And um, you know, Joe Burrow has Kansas City's number; he's beaten with three times. Every time I put down Joe Burrow's, my friend George writes me swag. I just guy, love it. I love it. The guy and look, and you know what's weird about that? I love Joe Namath. I don't mind yeah, Joe Namath yes. with the white shoes and the fur coat. Looks like a woman's coat. Uh, but Joe Burrow's, I don't feel like he's earned it to be this well, flashy and flamboyant. I think the guy dresses and he's quiet. He doesn't. He's always about the team. He's never about himself. And right. there's a lot to be said for that. And Jalen Hurts, you have to say the same thing. Uh, look, all these quarterbacks right now. You know, all all four of them this week. I mean, I'm not a I'm not a Mahomes fan. Uh, I feel terrible that he got hurt. I think he's going to have obviously uh, a lot of issues on Sunday. I and think he's in a soft cast and on crutches right now. That's what I, I wouldn't think. be surprised, and I think he's on you know twenty four seven therapy to get his to get him right, and that's going to be. He's going in that like Terrell Owens. Things. He's going in that hyperbolic chamber. <laughs> is, I'm telling you, I'm not laughing. I'm serious. They they have all this, right, well, let's, uh, this way to do it. All right, let, let's segue into what's what we're here for today, and that's not mean, to talk about. Our, can't, let's not talk, talk about, about our friend Kirk and all, right, all that. Good so, stuff. in other words, if the Las Vegas Raiders were still in the playoffs, we'd probably spend another five minutes on it. But no, probably not because it's the Eagles. No, I'm just teasing. Market update. No, so Harry, look, um, I'm, I'm glad you're back from 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 vacation. Good to be uh, back. It's, you know, it's been a couple weeks, but. You know, Friday, last Friday was pretty interesting. We had a good day in the market. Um, yeah, but in spite of that, stocks were down f- for the week. The S&P was down seven-tenths of one percent. Um, you know, the, 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 the thesis out there, are we going to get to a soft landing uh, and soft inflation uh, looking forward, uh, even though we have a, a uh, robust labor market? And I'm gonna and I I'm gonna stop here for a second because I know you guys talked about labor just at the end of the show. I think some of the numbers you're, you talked about, you know, you can't understand why you're you're seeing these layoffs, but the the numbers are still decent or good in growing the economy. I think Harry, what is happening? These white collar, we'll call it jobs, are being eliminated and are being replaced with service oriented jobs, leisure, hospitality. 
I mean, and and it doesn't. When you look at the at the at the stat, it doesn't. You know, at a, at, a, at first glance, it really doesn't say. You know where it's coming from until you dig dig deep into it, and I think that has a lot to do with it. But again, labor is lagging and a lagging number, and I think you're going to see this thing catch up, Harry, fairly quickly. But uh, you know, the question was as we got to the end of the week, it was a, it was a, was it in fact a short covering bear market rally? You know, best sectors as it turns out. Remember, we always talked about the worst performing sectors last year: communication services, the worst performing sector. Harry, last week, the best performing sector. Mm. Technology, the second worst uh, performing sector. Okay, last year, you know, it was the number two best performing sector. So sometimes you get these shifts and they look, I mean, well, they're rather gradual. You have to, you know, you got to pay attention to them uh, because they could have an impact, you know, on, on your portfolio. I mean, all the strategist analysts, including our guy, Mike Wilson, very sour and dour on earnings and recessionary earnings. And he's banging the table saying, you know, you you better get out and you better get out now. You have an opportunity. You know, if you are a tactical trader, maybe that's the case. But in, as they're saying this, you know, yesterday, again, was a good day in the markets. You know, today, you know, really kicks off earnings. And, and we're going to see them come fast and furious. There were some misses this morning, and there were some there were some uh, some beats as well. So, um, you know, y- y- one of the things that you kind of talked around in the in the last hour was, you know, sort of the January effect. Like, what happens in the beginning of of any particular year? And the good news for us right now, Harry, is that for the first five trading days, and that's what they look at the first five trading days of the year. Um, the S&P was up 1.37%. It was more than double the historical number, which comes in at about 58 basis points. Uh, in years where the market, the S&P, is up more than 1% in the first five trading days of the year, the rest of the year, the gain is almost 14%. And that has happened 80% of the time, Harry. Um, you know, that compares to all other years, if it's up less than that, you know, 58 basis points, the average gain is about 6%. And that happens about 60% of the time. So, you know, uh, interestingly enough, you know, uh, Mike and Frank and I were together yesterday at the end of the day, and I no sooner did I turn around and I look on the TV and there's an analyst out there saying there is no recession. It's not going to happen. You know, the soft landing, you don't need it. You know, you can call the dogs off. Forget about the recession. It's not going to happen. And I'm saying, well, okay, so that's obviously different than what everybody's calling out for. And I don't know if, you know, if he's, if that, you know, if that, I don't have the analyst's name. If he's an out, if he's an outlier, obviously. Hey, I hope he's right, but I haven't heard anybody else say that. But maybe, you know, um, it was the old expression where there's smoke, there's fire. I just think we are in a very weird suspension of disbelief moment in history where, uh, Something else is driving the bus right now, not data. It, I've never seen anything like this. I, I, you, know, you know, Harry, I, I, I tend to agree with you. I think that, um, you know, we, we sit on, on the edge of our seat every day waiting for the next economic report. Uh, you know, good, good, bad, or indifferent. And, uh, you know, sometimes, you know, the, the market just takes its cue from other other places. And, I think you're going to find this week to be 
really interesting because uh, we're only going into the weekend, only 11% of the companies have, in fact, um, you know, released earnings. And and the earnings aren't that bad. I mean, they're not that great, Harry, but they're not that bad right now. So, you know, uh, average earnings, you know, declined about 4.9%. Sales were up about 4%. And that was compared to the same, you know, the same quarter of a of a year ago. But, you know, remember, you know, things were a lot different. And, uh, and this would be the first decline we've seen since the third quarter of 2020. Wow. And remember, 2020 was all about, you know, it was all about COVID. Yeah. So, um, Let's get the break in. We're going to be right back. Much more with Chuck Malamut, including his discussion about the United States hitting the debt ceiling. We'll see if Chuck feels like, you know, if the uh, solution that some are proffering to melt down some platinum make a couple of uh, trillion dollar coins and then uh, like a magic wand the problem goes away chuck malama continues his important weekly discussion all about your financial matters you can reach chuck for all of your financial planning needs at 609-383-2010 609-383-2010 with chuck Malamut. i am early in the morning WPG Talk Radio 95.5 and on the WPG Talk Radio app. Listen for the morning edition of the O'Reilly Update with Bill O'Reilly at 1015 this morning. Now, Harry Hurley on WPG Talk Radio 95.5. We continue with Chuck Malamut. So sort of as an extension of my 6 o'clock monologue and my bringing up the um, topic with Kirk Conover, let's bring it to the, to the, to the master, to the expert for financial matters for the Hurley in the Morning program, let's just print the trillion-dollar platinum coin, and you and I don't even have to have a conversation about the U.S. hitting the debt ceiling because we just cash that. We print the platinum trillion-dollar coin, then we cash it, and then we pay our bills. Hmm. That's, Good. I like that. It's being proffered. <laughs> it's... I don't think the Fed would do it. But there is actually that, that, that's that's borderline insanity. Yeah, but, that's that's malpractice. But, uh, so your your girlfriend Janet Yellen last mm-hmm. week was out there you know, banging a table uh, with respect to the debt ceiling, and 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 Harry, it reached the it reached in fact it's the debt limit statutory limit. You know, last week on the nineteenth of January. Um, you know, however, uh, the, the the department estimates it can use extraordinary measures, Harry, to allow the government to meet its obligation meet its obligations through the middle of the year. Now you know this is this is going to be not only a talking point, but it's going to be a big issue uh, with our uh, federally elected officials. Um, you know. You know the 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 the, con- the Republicans in in Congress want to see the exact spending reductions from the White House, but in the meantime, you know Biden and and uh, his gang have you know they have resisted you know all along the way. So you know your your other buddy Mitch McConnell, mm-hmm. uh, you know he basically said the U.S. is never going to default. Um, so Harry, I I think this is you know positioning itself to be a very interesting you know it's not going to be a conversation uh but i i'm i'm sure as we get into the spring and early summer uh it's going to become an issue uh and it's it's this is not going to go away and you know this is like anything else we we need to figure out a way to manage 
our country and our resources and and do it, you know, with, you know, with some constraints. And it just hasn't happened. You know, and I'm not I'm not blaming this administration or it's it's, it's this is going on for way too long. Yep. Yep. I uh, I totally agree. Very well said. All of that. I'll just second that with uh, great emotion. Uh, U.S. data softens except for labor. But I called out this labor stuff with with uh, with Kirk, Chuck. How are we having these great jobs numbers when all we keep hearing is about these companies laying off 10 and 15,000 people? Yeah, as I as I mentioned just just a few sec a few minutes ago, I mean I think you got to really look at the quality of the jobs. I okay. mean, with the white collar jobs getting, you know, having, you know, being eliminated or reduced uh and being replaced with with service oriented jobs. So, uh, you know, so the the bulk of the data, Harry, that we looked at, you know, last week, except for labor, was was down. I mean, think about it. Um, retail sales weaker than forecast in December is down one point one percent month over month. November's sales retail sales were revised lower. Uh, industrial production declined as well, down seven tenths of one percent in December. The November number was also revised lower. Housing starts, building permits also declined in December, Harry. Uh, although you're seeing home builder sentiment showed the first uptick in over a year now, Harry. This is just most recently in the last couple of weeks. You know, in a sign that the labor market remains robust, weekly jobless claims last week, Harry, fell to 190,000, the lowest reading since late, late September. So the Fed has got a quandary here. I mean, they have to figure out, you know, how much higher are they going to increase rates understanding it's a it's a lagging effect and the there you know the hawks out there from the fed certainly you know outnumber the doves i mean there's a couple dovish comment commentaries but most of them are saying we're going to keep we're going to keep at it but i think what they're not recognizing the fact is you really need to t- i think you need to take a pause here and let everything kind of catch up I mean, auto loans, mortgages, credit card. I mean, the rates are astronomically, not astronomically, they're high right now, higher, highest to the point where it's pushed a lot of people out, you know, of the marketplace, so to speak. Chuck Malama continues all about your financial matters. Federal Reserve Bank of New York, are, are they a recession model? So they performed uh, these recessionary models, uh, and they do it basically every month. Um, and, and, and what they're looking at, Harry, is a spread between a three-month Treasury bill yield and the yield on the 10-year. And, and as we all know, whether it's the twos and the tens or the, three, or the threes and the tens, uh, you know, the, the yield curve has been inverted for quite some time. So based on their analysis, they're – predicting there's a 47% chance of a recession over the next 12 months and that's the highest probability that we've seen since 1982 but then you have I on the other side I thought it was even higher than that so but, that's, then, but then you have on yeah. the other side saying well wait a minute, we're not you know we're not going to have a recession but I you know as I question you and I know we've talked to Kirk about I mean and you and you ask around I, I think a lot of people think feel like we're in recession right now and that we have one before uh, what's going to be amazing about this, could we actually get out of this and there will be no acknowledgement that there was ever a recession? That would be almost supernatural, Chuck. 
based on what everybody knows <laughs> happened. This this could happen, couldn't it? Harry, anything can happen. Um, but it looks uh, like there's, there's people rooting for, you know. I mean, look, I don't want a recession. But if we have one and they just fake and act like we don't, mm-hmm. I just don't think that's um, Yeah, and it's sort of, you honest. know, sort of pile on top of that you know we just kind of mentioned a little bit with respect with respect to housing uh existing home sales again declined in december falling one and a half percent from november's revised 7.9 percent decrease and and that is a lot higher than analysts had expected which was about 3.4 percent question for you chuck you you made famous 31 years ago on this program and you've maintained it during all 31 years, that real estate is one of the three legs of the stool. And I I have yet to see, you tell me if I'm right or wrong about this, I've yet to see a time during the whole time we've been together on this program where if real estate is not doing well, I've never seen a healthy, robust economy if real estate is not participating and doing well. You're right. And the good news, but the good, there is some good news, Harry, behind that. With respect to real estate, you know, last week uh, we saw uh, mortgage mortgage rates uh, de- decline, uh, you know, pretty precipitous, precipitously well uh, down to six point one five percent. And it's the lowest we've seen since September. It did peak. Remember that we peaked over seven percent yeah. back in November and a year ago. The average rate was about three and a half percent. So I, I, you know, double. It, it's a stretch to get. We're not getting a three and a half, but it's it is it is good news. It's going to bring some buyers back. Um, I made a comment actually not that long ago. We may never see anything like three and a half percent ever again. I mean, we never really never Harry never say you never, never say never. never, say never but never. I mean, do you remember three and a half percent ever before? No, but I would not count it out. Okay. I mean, there's always a. I think there's a high probability we're not going to get there in the next three to five years, but maybe could get there again. after that. I think that's that's always a possibility. But if it gets down, you know, below five ish, and and that I think is, you know, very achievable. Uh, other than we would have had that one period in in anybody that's alive in your lifetime, and I think even several lifetimes before that where it's never been that low. It's just all a matter of, and Chuck, you and I are young enough to remember back in the 1980-ish, uh, a, a home mortgage was uh, close to 12%. Harry, I remember my first home uh, was 16%, percent my first car was twenty one point six percent. I remember, never forgot remember that. One thing. My first mortgage was about eleven and a half. Remember, I think. remember this about real estate. Um, and I'm not sure where I heard it from. You you buy your house, but you rent your mortgage. I love that. Okay. By the way, I I, I think that's the great Bill Malamut. Uh, could have been. I think I, it is. I, I mean, so you have opportunities where you can refi. You know, obviously you have to do do the math and make sure it's it's cost effective. But uh, you know, if if you're in your home, or if you, if you need if 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 you need to change or buy a home or upgrade or whatever it may be, um, you might need to bite the bullet here. Well, I, I totally agree with that, and and I'll give you my experience with the late great Bill Malamut. I didn't care. I, I had AAA credit. I bought our home. We knew it was pretty much our forever home, and we've been there almost 30 years now, and we bought it at 
And I remember Bill saying at the time uh, that expression that you're talking about. He said, don't worry about it, you know, because you're staying there. He said, rates are going to come down. We'll refi. I went from eight to six, from six to four. So it didn't matter what it's like. What's that expression in life? Doesn't matter how you start, it's how you finish. So if you're getting the home that you want, you'll have opportunities to refinance. Yes, absolutely. I mean, we, we, we just we can prove that we all have. Uh, let's take our break. We're going to be right back. It's 31 minutes past the hour on the Hurley in the Morning program with Chuck Malamut. This is the Town Square, New Jersey Info and Weather Network. And this is Harry Hurley. I've already published three stories this morning before 8 o'clock. Wow. Busy day. It's sugaring season at Stockton University's Maple Syrup Project. They're tapping trees. Read all about it. Moody survey, which I think Chuck would be interested in. Bad news for New Jersey home rent prices. It's for a lot of reasons, and we outline them in that piece. And the Ronald Reagan dinner is coming to Resorts Casino in Atlantic City. Your truly master ceremonies. That and more on the app. From the Townsquare, New Jersey Info and Weather Network, I'm Chief Meteorologist Dan Zarrow. Quiet weather today before another round of potentially messy weather tomorrow. We'll see partly sunny skies and dry weather for your Tuesday. It's going to feel blustery, high of 47 degrees. Quiet and chilly tonight with some clouds, low 31. Snow and rain showers possible tomorrow morning. Steadier rain comes into play tomorrow afternoon. Heavy rain tomorrow evening through early Thursday morning. Get weather 24-7 wherever you are. Download our free mobile app today. Everyone knows time is money. Hurley in the morning. WPG Talk Radio 95.5 FM and 1450 AM. We're investing. From the world's playground, this is Hurley in the morning on WPG Talk Radio 95.5. We're back with Chuck Malamut for all of your financial planning needs. Turn to the official financial advisor for the Hurley in the morning program, Chuck Malamut and his wonderful team. Uh, Mike and and Frank and the entire team, uh, the the recently uh, promoted uh, Torp, congratulations six zero nine three eight. Yeah, I follow these things, Chuck six zero nine. Oh, oh, you surprised? Uh, yeah, uh, I'm on top of yeah, these. Yeah, congrats things. to Mike. There. Yeah, it's wonderful. Very well deserved. First vice president, uh, Chuck Malamut, managing director, and and uh, leads the team, the Malamut Group. Six zero nine three eight three twenty ten for all of your financial planning needs, and you'll learn all about sitting down with Chuck. You'll learn all about perfecting the concept of total asset management with the all important asset allocation. Make the call six zero nine three eight three twenty ten. Chuck, uh, time is yours, and I think we were we are on CPI. You know, Harry, there's been we talked we talked around it uh, a little bit today. We really haven't you know brought the the point home here. But headline CPI most recent uh, went from seven point one to six point five percent in the month of December, and you know. Again, you know, raising the probability that the Fed should downshift the pace of the rate hikes. Um, and in all likelihood, they're meeting at the end of the month. Uh, and, uh, well, actually, you know, it's actually next, next week, Harry. And um, there's indications they're probably going to come with 25 basis points. And again, what we talked about, what's holding them back here is the fact that the labor market is just way too hot right now. Um, you know, where the, so they can actually go in and start start making um, rate hikes. 
you know, but, you know, when you look at while, while the rate of inflation has peaked, Harry, there's some components, wages, rents, government spending that are all indexed to inflation uh, and the price of oil. You know, they have, you know, they they have health. But on the flip side, you know, think about it, you know, just the cost to, to go to the store. I, I mean, food prices, you know, unfortunately continue to go to go in, in, the, in the wrong direction. Uh, so I, it'll be interesting to see, you know, no one's really talked about, you know, CPI, the next announcement, but it's it'll come, you know, it comes every month. And, you know, we'll see how we how we fare in a couple of weeks. But obviously, you know, we need to get through the Fed, the Fed meeting first, which is next week. And along, Harry, alongside of that, you think about the number of companies that are going to be reporting that will be reporting fourth quarter. They're coming fast and furious. I think there's 40 percent of the S&P uh, actually reports this week. So, th- th- Harry, I would expect some volatility in the market as a result of those earnings as, as they come. Uh, very interesting and usual great analysis by Chuck Malamut. Now, this one's interesting to me because on one hand, we never had a recession before and we might not have one ever again as long as with this agenda, whatever it is, suspension of disbelief, I call it, is in effect. But yet, if we're being objective and not subjective uh, or political in any way, we can intellectually honestly say – that the U.S. fiscal situation continues to deteriorate. So which is it? So think about this, Harry, for a second. Uh, tax revenues that are coming in April, they're yeah. going to be down. They're going to be down from where they were you know, last year and probably down fairly substantially because all those capital gains that happened the year, you know, the year prior, 2020, and reported in, you know, you had it paid in 21. Or, I'm sorry, in 21, you had it paid in 22. Uh, it's not going to be there th- this year. You know, Harry, interest rate costs up 44% in the last three months. And and you and I, I mean, we pay we pay twice. We pay ourselves. We had, we had to pay it ourselves. And it's the cost to government, you know, moves up, you know, pretty substantially. And, and, and right now, that those interest costs, Harry, represent the largest share of our economy since 2000, the year 2000. And and again, as we mentioned just a few minutes ago, you have a serious crisis, you know, brewing right now over the, the, the defaulting of our debt. And it's, I think, you know, come summertime, you know, it, 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 it got off the, it got off the front page, but it's going to come back. And I think, Harry, we really need to address it. And I'm not sure how they're going to get there. Very interesting. Now, I think you talked about this, but it is a standalone topic on the Malama program today. Soft landing or recession? Which is it going to be? I don't know, Harry. I mean, uh, you know, yesterday, as I mentioned, there was one analyst said we're, we're going to have no, no recession. But, you know, you think about it, you know, uh, last week, again, weak retail sales, uh, falling industrial production during the month of December. You know, some strategies have, have gone from this soft landing strategy to a recession. Uh, you know, remember, market perceptions move a whole lot faster than what happens within the economy. I mean, as you know, the market reprices yeah. all day long. So um, I 
I can't answer your. I wish I had the answer to your question. I yeah. really, I don't know. I, I think it's elusive uh, to to be to be determined. Uh, and look, if we got through twenty twenty three and didn't have a recession, I mean that would be. I think that would be quite an accomplishment uh, because I remember not long ago it was almost foregone conclusion that there would be a recession. It was believed that it would be mild in nature, that we would come out of it before the end of the year, and that the second half of twenty twenty three could be could be strong. So if it doesn't happen at all that bodes well uh so i will never complain about good news this one is um i think mixed signals being sent at best u.s labor market remains strong i i I just don't i don't believe that i don't see it so we we kind of touched on that as well you know monthly initial unemployment claims continue to drop and there's been a lot of layoff announcements. There were some again. I think there were a few again this morning. But they largely come from industries, Harry, that have a very small share of overall employment. So if you get a, a you know, if you get a big company making layoffs and they have a small representation in the, the whole piece of the pie, it's not going to have a big impact. Because remember, 97% of, of business in this country are small businesses. It's not necessarily big business. So I think when when the, you know. So if you hear about Amazon laying off 14,000 people uh, and another, I think, tech company was laying off 10 and another one, five figures, that's not necessarily. You you just persuaded me with that. Uh, I'm very persuadable when I'm presented with facts. So these bigger companies that are laying off. are really not indicative of the other 97% of small mm-hmm. businesses where employment still remains strong. Correct. Correct. Why then do, do employers now appear to have the edge over employees? Because I think I'm right on that point. Um, I, I think you're right because I think there's – I think you have the fear factor here as well. You know, the employee, you know, needs the job and needs to keep the job. And the fact that all all around you're seeing that you know that, that employee is seeing these layoffs happening, and and f- maybe some friends and you know relatives being you know put out of work, I think it kind of puts a little fear in them that maybe they need to start paying attention. This quiet quitting, I think <laughs> I think that's I think that's uh, I think that's I think that's long gone, and um, this this hybrid model. I mean, the employers are. F- forcing employees back to the office and i mean if harry if uh, if i'm some of it's hysterical i'm working for you and you tell me i need to go to the office and i'm gonna tell you i'm not doing it i know you're probably gonna say well chuck i don't need your services anymore it's been great gotta go now uh we'll be right back speaking of going now it's 44 minutes past the hour chuck malama continues talking all about your financial matters to make an appointment with chuck And the Malamuk Group at Morgan Stanley's Northfield, New Jersey office, call 609-383-2010. That's 609-383-2010. Joining us right after Chuck Malamut, Jeff Kay for sure, possibly Larry Steitler, the founder of East Coast Roofing Siding and Windows and the official and exclusive provider of siding, windows, doors, gutters, you name it. They touch every aspect of your exterior with the exception of of railings basically uh everything else they do we'll be back with chuck malamut right after this 
Life is hectic here in South Jersey, but one thing you don't have to worry about is missing the information you need while you're running around doing a zillion things. That's why WPG Talk Radio 95.5 brings you everything you need to know in six minutes at the top of every hour. National headlines from Fox News Radio, South Jersey News, and your local AccuWeather forecast all in six minutes. WPG Talk Radio 95.5. When you need to know, it's WPG Talk Radio 95.5. Thank you and welcome back. We continue with Chuck Malama talking all about your financial matters. Year to date, who are the best and who are the worst? You know, Harry, we, you know, usually at the beginning of every hour we're together, we always talk about the best performing Mm -hmm. sectors and the worst. And as we finished up 2022, uh, communication services, technology, consumer discretionary were the the worst uh, performing sectors of the of the S and P five hundred. With um, energy, you know, far away the leader, uh, followed by I think health utilities and healthcare, which were marginally you know positive. But right now, the the best performing stocks year to date. I'm sorry, the best performing uh, stocks last year. You know that we're going to look at right now, year to date, are we're up only one percent last year. Uh, the worst performers, Harry. Uh, you know, you look at those three sectors that I just described to you. They are now up sixteen percent year wow. to date. You know, consumer state or consumer discretionary. Um. You know, like the number one communication services, the number two. So. You have to always pay attention. You got to kind of look within the indices, the indexes as to what drives them. So the question is, and it's, you know, was last year's trash? This year's, you know, are they all running to, you know, to, to kind of flip a portfolio because those sectors perform so poorly? And are they going to walk away from, you know, the best performers? So that's where you have to. That growth versus value play comes in as well. So I, I guess if there's anything to take away from this is you, you can't just necessarily set it and forget it. You really need to pay attention. Ron Popiel, who I knew. You did too. Yeah. Uh, former member of the Golden Nugget Board of Directors. Uh, back to Chuck Malamut in just a moment. It's Harry Hurley asking you to join United Methodist Communities at the Shores in Ocean City on Tuesday, January 31st. So believe it or not, that's one week from today. This first month, I actually left Margie a note this morning. This first month is flying by. Uh, that's from 10 a.m. to 12 noon at United Methodist Communities at the Shores in Ocean City. For National Memory Screening Day, give your brain a checkup, enjoy healthy snacks, while the Shores professional staff provides free memory screenings. If you're considering senior living options for yourself or a loved one, I recommend the Shores. Transitioning to the Shores is easy. Move in and experience the abundant life. The Shores is fully remodeled with private apartments. I'm telling you, it looks just like a hotel. There's a front desk. There's a beautiful bistro, two beautiful restaurants, on-site fitness center, transportation, a local shopping. Best of all, it's just three short blocks to the Ocean City Boardwalk and Beach. Join the Shores for this free community event, National Memory Screening Day, January 31st, Tuesday, a week from today, from 10 a.m. to 12 noon with healthy snacks and free memory screenings. 
They're at 2201 Bay Avenue in Ocean City. To RSVP, simply call Michelle at 609-399-8505. That's 609-399-8505. The seven states, Chuck, you're going to outline, because this is like a trend or something. Uh, It's the liberals, but seven states looking to increase taxes on the wealthy. So, Harry, there is a coordinated effort. Uh, underway right now to introduce legislation in seven states. Uh, so maybe your listeners need to get pen and paper out because here's where you you don't want to go. Um, California, mm-hmm. kind of knew that. Connecticut, mm-hmm. Hawaii, Illinois, Maryland, n- New York, and Washington State. Uh, they are on on. A mission right now, Harry, to impose higher taxes on the wealthy. I mean, it just there's not much substance right now other than the initiative is underway. Uh, what do they all have in common? You tell me. All Democrat states. Go figure. And here's the thing about it. It's not political to say this on the Malama program. If you tax the wealthy who create the jobs, I mean, they're, they're going to go. Yeah, they're going to go. And you lose that way. Uh when they try to tax people, remember the remember the geniuses that put the surcharge on the luxury boats here in New Jersey, mm-hmm. and all they did was put the boat builders, the employees, out of work. All the people that they think they're hurting and going after can make a move to completely eradicate what's being done, but left behind is the carnage of the policy. Well, let me look at look at David Tepper. He's the owner of the Carolina Panthers. You know, big hedge fund guy, big business, lived in New Jersey, left, <laughs> lives in Carolina, and buys a and buys a football team. I've never, I've never begrudged. I've never had any worry, any problem about those who are wealthy because they're taking care of business. I mean, they're they're creating jobs, and and the, the other side just doesn't understand how this works. They really do uh, very very negative things. Now, this is something I don't think we've been able to say perhaps the entire length of the Malamut program, which is now well 31 years, half half a year into the 31st year uh, of this program together. Have we ever been able to say China's population is on the decline? I don't ever we remember have, that we, being true. Harry, you're absolutely right. We've never said this because uh, right now their population fell by about 850,000 in 2022. Amazing. And, Harry, that's the first decline in over 60. Is this 60 like COVID years. deaths? 60 years. Now, uh, it, it's it's um, a lot of it's due to COVID. Uh, and, and, you know, you think about, you know, there's projections right now that are out there that China's population could actually decrease, Harry, almost 50 percent by the end of the century. My you know, God. You know, f- f- looking at it, you know, basically a, a demographic If you didn't crisis. say that, I, my mind would never even go there that that could be possible. Well, the other thing to look at right now, you know, according to the World um, Population Review, India – Right now, Harry, you know, has overtaken China to become the world's most populous country at the end of this past year. I don't think many people know that. You know, India's population was estimated to be 1.41, uh, 1.41 billion. Imagine 1.41 billion. That's about 5 million more than China's. 
And, so. and we're at like $240 million. <laughs> It's crazy. Uh, sad state for pensions. Why? Well, Harry, when you look at it, you know, through 2022, um, only seven states and the District of Columbia have state pension funds that are 90% or better funded. Mm. Uh, the, uh, the remaining 43 states... Only 21 of those are funded 75%. 20 are funded more than 50%. Now, here's another thing. We did talk about Illinois. Don't go there. Illinois and Kentucky have funded ratios that are 50% or below. Mm. So, you you know, it's, it's the old expression, pay me now, pay me yeah, later. That's bad. Uh, so imagine that, you know, the the good news for New Jersey, they're not on this, you know, they're not in that, in the in the set. I don't. Well, let me back up. I don't. Um, I don't have the states that are that are actually underfunded, but um, we I, do have an unfunded pension liability. We do absolutely. Yeah. I'm not sure what percentage yeah. we're underfunded. I love this last question that I I think we have time to definitely get in. We have two minutes. Retirement. It's great if you can afford it. Yeah, Harry. Well, well very well said. You know. Um, you know. If you look at um, rising asset valuations that happened in 2021, uh, accounted for about 20 percent of the drop in the labor force participation uh, in 2022. But that trend reversed itself very, very quickly as we got through this past year. Um, You know, the key driver accounting for more than a, a third of the increase, Harry, was in Americans over the age of 55 who saw their net worth decline by an average of more than $100,000, they just said, well, maybe I can't, I, maybe I just can't uh, necessarily afford to get there. And, and as a result of that, you're now working longer just to get by. You Is know, there evidence that there are a lot of people that retired in the past year or two that came back, that came back to work? Yeah, I, I, Harry, so, so I'll, I'll, I'll leave you on this. You know, rising inflation, increasing the cost of living, you know, individuals had have, have now pushed out their retirement by almost three years. Um, the average expected retirement age has increased from 65.4. Uh, that was in January 2021 to 68.3 year, years age, years old in August 2022. Chuck, a stellar performance. Um, I think we covered every single issue on the uh the agenda today, which was a lot. Uh, really good program. If you missed any of it, the podcast will be up later today. Check it out on the app. Just click on podcasts. Chuck Malamud, for all of your financial planning needs, 609-383-2010. Chuck, thank you for a great program. Harry. Go good, Eagles. Good seeing you. I do good seeing you. You do it. <laughs> Fly, baby. Fly. East Coast Roofing, Siding and Windows. Jeff K, CEO, maybe Larry Steitler, founder. Next. WPGG Atlantic City, WENJHD3 Millville, a Town Square media station. Everything you need to know in six minutes starts now. From Harry Hurley Way in the World's Playground. 
to the broadcast pioneers of Philadelphia Hall of Fame. I want to congratulate my friend, Harry Hurley. You're about to find out why Harry Hurley has been named to the Talkers Magazine list of the 100 most important talk show hosts in the nation. Live from the studios of Town Square Media in Northfield, it's Hurley in the Morning on WPG Talk Radio 95.5. It is six minutes past the hour. I am very pleased to report that my good friend Jeff Kay is here. Jeff Kay is the chief executive officer of East Coast Roofing, Siding, and Windows, which they are the exclusive, the official provider for the Hurley in the Morning program and for the Harry Hurley family of every exterior aspect of your home, basically, except for railings, when you think about it, uh, siding, roofing, of course, is, is, is don't want to drop, you know, bury the lead, roofing, siding, windows, doors, gutters, and on the door front, remember, garage doors, sliding doors, uh, French doors, your front door, I mean, they just, they do it all, and you're going to be very, very pleased with the caliber of, they set high roofing, siding, and window, and door, and gutters, installation standards in the Garden State. Uh, I have a special number for you to call, and they're going to know that you are from the Hurley in the Morning program, but please take a moment to say that you have called because I've inspired you to call East Coast Roofing, Siding, and Windows by dialing 609-945-6886. That's 609-945-6886. 6886. I know that um, Larry is trying to get through, uh, so we'll get him shortly. Jeff Kay joins us now. Founder Larry Steitler hopefully will be with us in just a moment. And the line is open, Larry, if you're listening uh, in your current whereabouts, um, dial us up. The, the line is open. Uh, Jeff, it's great to uh, be with you. Good morning. Good morning, sir. I appreciate that phenomenal intro. But listen, I actually have Larry on this line. Hopefully the sound is okay. He was having a hard time connecting. Yeah, it's open, so I don't know what to say about that. Hey, Larry. How are you doing? I'm doing great, and we're hearing you crystal clear. Yeah, we hear you crystal clear. Uh, great, great to have you both here. Jeff, let me give you an opening comment. And of course, we'll get Larry right in on it as well. So we, we're in really good shape now because we not only have the chief executive officer of East Coast Roofing, Siding and Windows, but we have the great founder, Larry Steitler, as well. Jeff, opening comments. What's happening at East Coast Roofing, Siding and Windows? Hey, thank you, Harry. Uh, All kinds of things happening, you know. Uh, A lot of momentum out here. But one of the big things we have going on right now that we're going to put out there, exclusive for your listeners. If any of your listeners are in the market, even if they're considering doing the work a year from now, they want to get some pricing, get a great inspection done on their home, give us a call on that Harry hotline number we have. Let Let us know that you heard us on Harry Hurley. And we're, we are offering Harry's listeners 15% rebate on their projects. Wow. Terrific. We're, we're doing that through the remainder of this month. Now, starting the new year, and it's hard to believe we're almost done the first month of the new year. Uh, now, even though it's the winter season, I mean, in ringing in my ear is always Larry's commercial about, you know, we – we, you know, have long johns. We wear them. You know, we need to eat, eat in the winter, too. So uh, no one should be, 
misinformed. Oh, I'll wait till the spring. Uh, you're available as we speak. Absolutely. Yeah. Listen, we we stay we stay steady even through the winter, Harry. But right now is a great time to get that to get those projects get the ball rolling. Right. The first the first step in any of these projects you're going to do is to get a proper inspection done and, and start getting some pricing together. Um, create a scope of work, and right now is a great time because we have not been hit with our annual price increases yet. So right now is about the the lowest cost opportunity to get your roofing siding windows or doors replaced no no question about it and again it's as simple as dialing this number 609-945-6886 609-945-6886 and please tell them that i sent you early in the morning we're visiting with jeff k and with larry steitler uh one of the things larry that you've always done and i know the company has always done uh, you understand that in any economy that there there are always people that they need work done, uh, but they they could be in, in a position where they can't afford to put out the entire amount. So you've always had creative financing here. You're talking about the with Jeff, the 15 percent rebate. So I, I think I, I say this with with utter confidence. You are always looking out for your customers, Larry, aren't you? Here we are. I got planes flying overhead. <laughs> Excuse me. But we are looking out for them, and we're really put our heads together the team that we have together, finding out ways that we can save our customers money. And I believe that we can now finance a project, and you can get 15% back on that project. So it's actually helping people get through, and Jeff can confirm that. Uh, that's it can all be financed as well as 15% cash back rebate or not. I think it's, absolutely yeah. right. So if they finance, we can we can um, end up getting them a rebate check once the project's completed. Or hey, if they want if they don't want to utilize the financing we have, we can give them a fifteen percent instant rebate right off of the price. So some flexibility there. It's really up to the homeowner. Let me bring up a project that I think maybe some would incorrectly believe. Hey, you can't do it uh, because it's cold. How can you put new windows in in the cold? I remember the time of year that we did every single window in our home. The, 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 your systems and the way you go about doing things. Now, of course, someone that would be calling now because these are not sitting in a warehouse somewhere. They're, they're custom and they're manufactured for the particular window for the client. So there'd be some lag time of a certain number of weeks. But, but even if say those windows came in at a point in time where still it would be cooler temperature, the way your team works, we did windows in our home during a colder part of the year with no problem. You can do it, right, Jeff? Absolutely. Yeah, the weather, I mean, listen, obviously, uh, the extremes in the weather, you know, sometimes we have to pull the teams off the street if we're concerned about safety or health. But aside from that, yeah, Harry, not, nothing stops us from installing. Uh, it does not affect the inst- installation. The quality, the process, it's still the same. The insulating products we use, they're good in, you know, they're good to work with. They're pliable in pretty much all temperature ranges. Um, yeah, so so the season doesn't much affect us as far as what we can and can't do. Just for someone's information right now, Jeff, if somebody wanted windows for their home, what is the, um, I'll call it lag time. What's the amount of time that it would take? 
yeah, our backlog right now is about six to eight weeks. Could be a little longer, really depends. As you mentioned, Harry, you know, all of our windows are custom designed, custom built. So probably your standard double hung or picture windows, about six to eight weeks. Um, you know, if you want to get a little fancy, you want wood, you want a wood grain finish on the inside, some different glass packages, stained glass. You really want to customize it, that will increase the lead time, but typically six to eight weeks right now. So when people look at their calendar right now, as we talk, it's the third week, almost, geez, a week from the end of January. You'd be looking at maybe even before April or April-ish be a really good time to get something like that going if uh, you're looking for windows. All I can say by way of recommendation is it's one of the smartest decisions we ever made with east coast roofing siding and windows replacing every window we became more energy efficient it was it's just more comfortable in the home the operation of the windows we had the original builder grade windows and was settling and things that occurred very difficult to open some of them and i always hesitated i didn't want to open them because then i was worried about not being able to close them shut them properly so it really is um in so many ways cleaning it's all different. You know, if you think about original windows and the way that they, at the builder grade level, the way that they were fabricated, uh, it was just never convenient for cleaning, never convenient for operation, uh, the, the screen, none of it, none of it, um, seemed to be, uh, at, at, in my estimation, at the proper level that you would want. These windows are magnificent. And I, and Jeff, I know I'm not overstating the case. You can open them with one finger. The cleaning of them is so easy. You've got the double lifetime guarantee and all of that. So it really, I find the window, I love all the things that we've done. We've done them all, two double front doors, a new garage door, a new patio door, a uh, new siding. Uh, the window project was, I th- a new roof we did and we did new gutters. We've done everything you do um, with East Coast Roofing Siding and Windows because I believe they're the best. Uh, and they stand behind their work. And again, you're treated like Larry's mom. And I promise you that's only a good thing. But in terms of windows, that is a gift that gives Jeff K in many ways, doesn't it? Yeah, yeah. Great way to put it, uh, Harry, because for a number of reasons. But what happens if you, were, if you have your current windows are inefficient, and you were to replace them with the windows that we that we uh, install, you'll just continue to gain savings on your utility bills, whether it's winter or summer. Um, you know, and that that's how that's the financial that just keeps giving. And ultimately, these things end up being free for people. Yeah, I, and Jeff, I will say um, because we enjoy it every day. Your home is also quieter. Absolutely. Yeah, absolutely. Um, yeah, it's it's almost soundproof. I mean, I say this all the time, Harry. We view your windows sh- should really just be an extension of your wall. There should not be much difference with the exception that you can open them. You can let the light will pass through and you can allow air to pass through as, as needed or as wanted. Aside from that, it should be an extension of your wall when it comes to sound, when it comes to security. Um they're all things people should strongly consider when they're when they're considering replacing windows. We're going to come right back. It's 18 minutes past the hour. We are visiting. It's our monthly visit with East Coast Roofing, Siding, and Windows. They are the official and exclusive provider 
for the Hurley in the Morning program. And I'm very proud to say uh, for me, my family, uh, we love East Coast roofing, siding and windows. They, they can take care of all exterior aspects of your home, basically, with the exception of your railings uh, coming up the steps. If you think about it, they do the doors, they do the windows, roofing, siding, gutters. They do it all, all exterior aspects. And they're the best at what they do in my estimation. And it is why I unconditionally endorse and recommend East Coast Roofing, Siding and Windows. We're visiting with Jeff Kay, the chief executive officer of East Coast Roofing, Siding and Windows. And of course, the legendary founder, Larry Steitler. We're going to be right back. Don't go away. And I'm going to throw a question out, gentlemen, on the table. I'm teeing it up now. We'll talk about it when we come back. What is it in your estimation that you believe sets East Coast Roofing, Siding and Windows apart from the rest? We'll be back in just a few minutes. Don't go away. With Jeff and with Larry, I am Harry. That rhymes with Larry. And this is Hurley in the Morning, WPG Talk Radio 95.5 FM and 1450 AM. We're investing. Hey, Sean Hannity here. Join me this afternoon at 3. Now back to Harry Hurley on WPG Talk Radio 95.5. Thank you, Sean Hannity. It is 22 minutes past the hour. I have the privilege to present founder Larry Steitler, chief executive officer Jeff Kay. It's the East Coast Roofing Siding and Windows monthly radio program right here on the Hurley in the Morning program. And I teed it up, gentlemen, right before the break. What is it? And I, I think we should honor Larry as founder to get the first comment. And Jeff, you can follow up with your comment second. Larry, what is it about East Coast Roofing, Siding, and Windows that you believe uh, sets you apart? It's the culture that we set in East Coast Roofing with our employees and our, our team. Our team all follows the same culture. We are in business to help people. We're to help each and every customer. It's not doubt. We don't take our... Uh, we have to try to win a job or, or, or to sell a job. It's to help them. If a salesman comes back and says, I helped somebody today, it wasn't a good fit for us, but we were able to educate them and help them for the future. We'd rather have that kind of win on our side than just a sale. Jeff? Yeah, I mean, Larry really just summed it up right there. But uh, I had I had two things that, that I I think really set us apart. Number one, and to Larry's point, right, the team here from start to finish really does care about every homeowner and their home. And we really do treat everybody as if they're Larry's Larry's mom and her home. Um, the second thing, you know, we're a local company with the benefits of, of large national companies. And what that means to our clients, Harry, is we pass pass those benefits through to the clients, like these rebates, right? We, we wouldn't be able to do that if, if we didn't have the partnerships that we have. And through those partnerships, the benefit, you know, the features of that are we get fact, we receive factory training annually from the manufacturers on proper installation techniques, updates to material, and how they're all designed to work together. We have finance products that others don't have, so we can offer tremendous affordability options for people. Um, we have the latest technology, which lends to accuracy and efficiency for people. And we, and we offer the best products. We're value focused. Um, we, we really value the investment that people make into their homes and we're value focused. So we really, we really treat every client as if they're part of our family. And 
look again, we're local, right? We run into a whole, we run into most of them in, in the local supermarkets and the restaurants. I mean, every while, while we go in, people wear in branded vehicles, wear jackets or singing our jingle to us. It's important that we do the right thing by everybody. Two, two great answers uh, from both of you, uh, Larry and Jeff. And that's such a good point you make about you're in the community. You're a part of the community. So it's not like you're at Mount Olympus and you, you don't, you don't have to live with what you do. You're, you're right here in the community. One of the other tremendous strengths of East Coast roofing, siding and windows, in my estimation, as your working partner, in all the interviews we've been doing for a number of years now, is the systems that you have in place. People have told me, oh my gosh, you know, I looked at the price and I, I always ringing in my ear that cheapest isn't the, the least expensive if it's not done right, especially. Uh, and that could be that it will be a problem in a very short time in the future, or it could be a problem right out of the box that it's not done right. You have systems that ensure that things go right. And Larry's been very open about this. Jeff, and so have you. No one's perfect. If something happens, you stand behind it. So all these things, I I think, ring true about East Coast roofing, siding, and windows. And and I want to give you, Jeff, an opportunity to talk about, before the bottom of the hour break, about the systems that you have. For example, you hear about, I'm getting a new roof installed, but your language is, that you're installing a roofing system. Tell us about it. Yes. So, you know, every product that we do replace on a home, Harry, whether it's your roofing, your siding, your windows, your doors, everything is a system to your point. So, you know, a lot of folks, when they think about a roof, for example, right, they think about shingles. And to, to most people, that's what a roof is. It's shingles. For us, to do it properly, to, to be able to put a lifetime warranty on it that's backed by a manufacturer and backed by the good housekeeping seal, right? We we install an entire system, and each one of those products are systematically designed to work together, which is what, which is why everybody can stand behind that product. So to us, it's not just shingles. It's the underlayment. It's proper starter strips. It's ice and water shield at the proper areas of the home. It's lifetime pipe flashings. It's replacing all of the flashings around the roof perimeter that, that exist, properly installing chimney flashings. All of that is a standard when it comes to when it comes to our roofing systems. So it's not optional. You know, we 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 believe we're the best at what we do. And one thing we wouldn't do is come out, tell you that we believe we're the best, but offer you an inferior installation or interior product that's that's not proper business right so everything we install is a system that's how we can confidently install it confidently stand behind it and i'll tell you for the volume of work that we install we have our warranty and service department does not have an overloaded calendar (laughs) so it works right you do it right the first time and so you don't get into that into that realm but if if there is an issue you stand behind it and i've seen it on so many occasions where those words uh, are backed up in deeds 609-945-6886 that is the special hurley in the morning hotline for east coast roofing siding and windows they're going to know when you dial that specific number that's assigned to me they're going to know but i'd like you to mention me anyhow and the program, and that you heard Larry, that you heard Jeff, 609 
945-6886. Larry, I say this um, almost in amazement because it wasn't always this way, but the 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 materials and the technology and, and, and as you guys call it, the system, the roofing system makes it that this could very well be. Now, of course, if your client is 21 years old, they might need a second roof, you know, in 50 years or something. But for many people, if not most people, the next roof that you do with East Coast roofing, siding and windows, Larry Steitler, that could be the last roof that you ever have to pay for, correct? That's right. The warranty now includes replacing the roof. It includes tearing off the old roof, the toaster, the material, the flashing, everything from soup to knives. It's guaranteed by the GAF Corporation. It's backed by the Good Housekeeping Seal. And it's got our name on it. And we are happy to honor that. And we haven't had to replace the roof yet, but when the time comes in 50 years, that's what we'll do. Amazing. It is truly amazing. 30 minutes past the hour. Let's continue on the um, the topic of roofing because there's different. I'm not, I, I always have a philosophy. I don't lift up East Coast roofing, siding, and windows by tearing anyone else down. So that's not, that's not how we do this at all. Uh, I speak about you in the affirmative. I don't have to speak any, about anybody else in the negative. But there are different practitioners that will put a second roof over an older roof. I know there have been people that have even put a, a third roof on a second roof, which even I as a layperson, you know, that, that should be criminal. Uh, but I, I've heard in many, many years of doing this program that it's okay to put a second roof on top of a first roof. Personally speaking, and I'm not speaking for East Coast Roofing, Siding and Windows with this comment. It's me. I don't I wouldn't want to do that because I would love East Coast roofing siding and windows to have the opportunity to see what's underneath there. Maybe there's some things that have to be repaired or replaced. Uh, obviously, if you need a new roof, there's a problem. Your home might be leaking uh, or there's some kind of problem or you wouldn't be doing it. So now you're putting a new roof over a problem. I want to hear Larry and Jeff talk about the East Coast roofing siding and windows philosophy uh, related to that issue of putting a second roof over the first roof when we come back much more with Larry and with Jeff on the Hurley in the Morning program and East Coast Roofing Siding and Windows. Coming up on the big Tuesday edition of the Brian Kilmeade Show, Senator Rick Scott of Florida will be here. I'll get his reaction to reports. President Biden will team up with Senator McConnell to cut Speaker McCarthy out of the knees. Plus, former House Oversight Chairman Trey Gowdy on President Biden's growing classified document collection. That's all on the Brian Kilmeade Show. Don't miss it. Brian Kilmeade is next at 10 on WPG Talk Radio 95.5 healthy life. Set the first button on your car radio for South Jersey's talk station. WPG Talk Radio 95.5. Hey, thanks for waking up early in the morning with East Coast Roofing Siding and Windows very own Larry Steitler and Jeff Kay. I am early in the morning. This is WPG Talk Radio 95.5 because of you yet again, South Jersey's number one news talk radio station all because of you and we know it and we thank you for it for doing it again and again and again thank you for that uh to uh whoever wants to go first larry or jeff i i threw out onto the uh floor a question about what is the east coast roofing siding and windows philosophy relative to putting a brand new roof on top of a roof that you're replacing in the first place me as your layperson friend, that never made sense to me. Uh, 
but I know people do it seemingly all the time. Uh, I guess, again, it's cheaper, but would that be the right way to do it? How does East Coast Roofing, Siding, and Windows do it? I'll let Jeff uh, go into more detail, but frankly, it's a subpar. There's no way that you can put a roof, set your roof over, and give, and we'll give the warranty. We insist on tearing that roof off because why play East Coast Roofing? Go top of the line, 50 year warranty roof, put it over top of a roof that could have fire wood and damage that could forfeit the warranty. It makes no sense. When you're talking about 50 year lifetime roof system, you need to tear that roof off and know that you're starting with a good foundation. But Jeff can go into more details as to why that is. Yeah, it's a great answer, Absolutely, Jeff. Absolutely, yeah. So, yeah, so to Larry's point, you know, he said it's subpar. I mean, number one, right, that doesn't meet our standard. Um, but number two, you go back to the value, the value focus that we have for our clients, Harry. Um, you know, just to use an example, maybe replacing your roof might cost $10,000, but to put a new roof over top, a second layer, maybe that costs, you know, $5,000. Well, both are a lot of money, right? Yeah. <laughs> but that $5,000 install be, you know, you'd be lucky to get a handful of years out of it without problems. Um, it's really throwing good money after bad. And, you know, that way back that did used to be kind of a standard practice. But with the, the shingles they use today, you can't you can't lay it, a new shingle flat over top of it. If they're just not designed to do that anymore. If you think about it in the game of life, anytime you take a shortcut, you might think, hey, I'm going to take this shortcut. I'm going to get it done quicker. I'm going to get it done cheaper. What, and it doesn't have to just be a statement about roofing. Anytime in life that you take a shortcut like that, uh, you regret it because some problem presents and then you have to readdress something you would have never had to readdress. Then you start doing the math and saying, wow, I wasn't so smart after all with what I did there. And you're just chasing, you know, good after bad at that point. Uh, I love both answers. Uh, Larry just really just killed it there with with the, the, the justification for why you would never want to put something on a questionable foundation. Why would you have some mystery meat? You know, would you go something smells funny or it's mystery meat? Hey, yeah, I'm just going to go eat that and I'll see if in an hour or two if I get sick. I mean, it just doesn't make sense. Uh, so I've always loved, I knew, for those listening, I knew the answer, uh, to the question before I posed it because it's something that I think is really important to talk about when you're talking about something that you may be purchasing for the last time in your life. And if you're doing something for 50 years or more, uh, you want to do it right. Do it right once. What's the old expression about measuring twice and cutting once? Uh, rather than taking a chance and saying, oh, I think this is the measurement, and then you wind up you know, making a bad cut. So I, I love the philosophy. It makes a lot of sense. Again, I'm not, I'm not doing this to tear anybody else down because I know that there are a lot of people that will put a second roof on, on, the, um, on the first one, and uh, I've always loved the fact that East Coast Roofing Siding and Windows does not do that. I think it speaks to the character of the company and the quality of the company. And I think this is a good part of the program, gentlemen, to talk about getting started. I'm going to give the number out, then I'm going to ask Jeff to talk about where it goes from here. If you call East Coast Roofing Siding and Windows right now at 
609-945-6886. I'll repeat, 609-945-6886. And please tell the team at East Coast Roofing, Siding, and Windows that I sent you early in the morning. And if you're looking for a new roof or you're looking for new doors, new gutters, new windows, they do it all. Uh, and sometimes you, we, we've had multiple projects going on uh, on occasion. Usually it's one big project at a time, but so, you might be doing something. And I think this is something we also could talk about later, gentlemen. You might need at the time you're putting a roof on, you might need to take a look at the gutters and some things, which could make sense to do certain projects together uh, while you're in the neighborhood, if you will. Uh, because it would make economic sense. So we can talk maybe about that later. But Jeff, first, when they call 609-945-6886, what happens from there? So once they call in that number, Harry, um, that number will get them to the Business Development Center. It's the first department in our process. Uh those folks are excited to talk to people. They'll get you on the phone. They're going to conduct a sort of an interview with you, right? They'll get all of your contact info. They'll get your property address. They'll ask for some details on what you're looking to get done. And they will schedule you an appointment at an exact day and time. And the day before that appointment, they will call you back and it you'll receive a confirmation call and they'll be confirming that day and time also confirming as you say harry right measuring twice cutting once confirming the information that we entered into our system is accurate um next step a consultant shows up at your house on time as scheduled they'll come out sit down and talk to you they'll do a thorough inspection take a picture of everything they find anything questionable any concerns on their ipad sit back down with you, walk you through a virtual inspection on their iPad, um, answer any questions you have, their time is yours, and they'll go through all of the options that are available to you. And from there, you design a scope of work with the products East Coast offers, and they're going to provide you with a detailed proposal with an exact price right there on the spot. I, I want to follow up before Larry has an opportunity to, to comment, if you would like to, Larry. You said there the exact price. And I think that's where other people sometimes can get, I don't want to say fooled because I don't want to accuse anybody of any bad business practices, but there's a big difference between a firm price and this is the price for the job and some kind of estimate that could wind up in the end. Hey, look, look, I, I can do it for this, but then it might have needed, who knows, uh, additional uh, wood needed or other things. And next thing you know, that estimate isn't the exact price. You price the job and that is the cost. Correct, Jeff? Absolutely. I mean, we do run into change orders periodically, but we're, we're pretty, we're pretty accurate through our inspections. We're pretty good at saying, Hey, you, it looks like you'll need five sheets of plywood, or it looks like, you know, you may need a couple of these two by fours or a couple rafters sisters or something like that. Um, but we, you know, we do periodically encounter a change order. There sometimes there are unforeseen, but it's rare at this point. Harry. Yeah. And that's fair. We, I mean, we that's, don't do estimates. We yeah. do exact prices. Yeah. That, that was, I thought, very, very important to underscore that. Larry, any comment on the uh, topic on the floor? Just said that. Uh, we're running the best operation in South Jersey. Oh, I should say all of New Jersey now. I'm going to put a shout out to our team. From the girls that answer the phone to the guys that, guys and girls that come out on the, uh, 
do the estimating and the growth inspections. We have an awesome team that we've been working on for years, putting in place. They're doing a heck of a job, and I want to, if they're listening right now, I want to big, big shout out to all the men and women that support and make up East Coast Roofing Society. It's an important comment. We're going to be right back. It's our final break. Then we'll go until Brian Kilmeade begins at six minutes past the top of the next hour. You're listening to the founder of East Coast Roofing Siding and Windows, Larry Steitler, and the chief executive officer of East Coast Roofing Siding and Windows, Jeff Kay. I am early in the morning on WPG Talk Radio 95.5. I ask you that if you're looking for that new roof, or and I'll tell you what, it's really amazing. You you replace the windows in an older home, you can't believe how much newer your home looks when it's updated with the beautiful windows that will be fabricated custom for each window. You look at some of these homes that have these odd size windows and they're all custom fabricated. They're amazing. Uh, they're efficient. They're incredibly efficient. Uh, they're easy cleaning. They look great. You, you do some of these things. It's amazing. Uh, new siding on your home and all the different things that East Coast Roofing Siding and Windows can do. Uh, big, big difference. And, and as Jeff said earlier in the program, some of these projects ultimately either pay for themselves or largely pay for themselves in the efficiencies that you're going to achieve in, in using less energy. That's both in the summer when you're trying to cool and in the winter when you're trying to heat the home. 609-945-6886 to get started. 609 609- Nine four five sixty eight eighty six. We'll be back with Larry and with Jeff and East Coast Roofing Siding and Windows. This is early in the morning. WPG Talk Radio ninety five point five FM and fourteen fifty AM. We're investing. WPGG Atlantic City. WENJHD three Millville, a Town Square Media Station. Democrats say that high inflation would go away after the Fed's rate hikes. But month after month, the numbers prove nothing has changed. In fact, food and housing prices are still going higher. Meanwhile, Biden is still finding ways to print more dollars. Hi, this is Stephen K. Bannon, and I urge you to take action to protect your savings from inflation. How? By diversifying your current retirement funds into a physical gold IRA from Birch Gold Group. To see how it works, simply text the word PROTECT to 989898 and Birch Gold will send you a free info kit on gold IRAs. This 20-page guide will answer all your questions about using gold in your retirement account. This is the best way to stop your purchasing power from being stolen by Democrats like Joe Biden. So text PROTECT to the number 989898. That's PROTECT to 989898 to get your free info kit on gold. There's no obligation or purchase required. Hi, it's Mark Levin. Join me this evening at 6. Now back to Harry Hurley on WPG Talk Radio 95.5. Thank you, great one. We're back 48 minutes past the hour. You're listening to Hurley in the Morning on WPG Talk Radio 95.5, South Jersey's number one news talk radio station, all because of you. We thank you for it. And thanks for the uh, repeat after repeat after repeat. Uh, We are visiting with East Coast Roofing Siding and Windows own Larry Steitler, founder, Jeff Kay, the chief executive officer. And I know people wonder these kinds of things uh, because I'm, I'm the same way. When you make a decision that you want to do a project, you get excited about it. You want to know when it's going to be done. Even if it's something you procrastinated with for a year or more, uh, as soon as you're ready, you, you, want it, you want it done yesterday. 
If we call today, 609-945-6886, Jeff first, and Larry, if you want to comment, time is yours. If we want to get a new roof today from East Coast Roofing, Siding, and Windows, how long does that take, Jeff? Uh, typically two weeks. It, but there are some variables, Harry. If you have a skylight, an oversized skylight, then you know we're replacing that. That could that could add to the lead time for manufacturing. But typically, we're about two weeks for a roof install. Before Larry's comment, let me you just um, jog my memory about something. I I love skylights at one level. Then in another level, I think, wow, this is just something you know waiting to leak. If there's some kind of gasket or seal that dry rots or something like that uh but i understand the products of today are really extraordinary can you put a skylight in with confidence that your home is not going to leak jeff absolutely yes so we install only v-lux skylights um we use the factory supplied flashing kits to ensure they don't leak on the perimeter and V-Lux provides a 10-year leak-free guarantee. Um, you know, again, we, we I probably could count on one hand the number of skylight warrant, you know, leak calls we've got after we've installed them. Over the last five years, I could probably count it on one hand. But we install a lot of them. Larry, comment. Cut corners. If you're going to put a skylight, you've got to cut a hole in your roof. Yes. Put in the window. A skylight. Do not cut corners. Go with the best company you can get. Go with East Coast or another fine company if you can find them. But that's where you separate the men from the boys. That's where the skill comes in. It has to be done right. It can be done right. Um, would we do it? We do it right every time. But that's where a lot of people can make mistakes. Larry, I love your comment because it makes me smile because I'm thinking, yes, that's exactly what you're doing. You're cutting a hole in that beautiful roof that, that is perfect and is not going to leak. And then you have, you have to do what you said because if you're going to do that because you just love the aesthetics of it, the functionality of it, I get it. They're, they're neat now with the, the remotes and stuff. It's all automatic in the old days. You, you guys know in the old days, they get cloudy and look terrible. You had the long metal pole that you would get in there and, and, and crank that. And then after a while, that wouldn't work so good. So this isn't that, though, Jeff. The materials of today are just of another level, aren't they? Absolutely. I mean, today, Harry, it's, to your point, right, it's all powered. You, you operate them with a remote. They're solar powered. In fact, with some of these solar powered units, uh, there are tax credits available to the homeowner. Good point. Good point. So it's, I mean, yeah, today's skylights are phenomenal opportunities for people. All right, here's something I know very well because I've seen them in your showroom, actually. Uh, the windows that have the, I, I want to say Venetian blind for some reason, but that has the blind inside. The first time I saw this, I thought, not with you, but just the first time I heard of it, I thought, well, that's something waiting to break. Because look how those things usually wind up, you know, going south if you put them exterior of the window. Now they're inside the window. Uh, what is the um, the caliber, the quality of the windows that have the blinds built inside? For the windows we install with Provia, Harry, it's the same window. I mean, it's the same quality. 
Um, and as to the quality of the blinds, you know, they provide you a 20 year warranty on the operation of those blinds. So wow. I think that speaks to the, to the quality of the blinds themselves, the internal blinds. Are people going for that a lot now? It's okay. Larry, go ahead. It's starting to become more and more common. Go ahead. People are going for that more and more because the, the blinds are sealed in the glass. When you think about when blinds go bad, it's just even animals, pets touching them, kids touching them, getting messed up, being sealed within the glass. You can't touch them. You can't mess them up. They that is, stay yeah, working that... and stay well. And the 20-year warranty guarantees it. You know, I'm very persuadable by by that answer because it makes a lot of sense. They get banged into furniture, as you say, animals, kids, adults even. And for some reason, people play with stuff because it, it has a mechanical nature to it. So people just open it and close it and pull it up and pull it down just because it's there. Here, it's in, that's a really good point. Yeah. Uh, the, whoever came up with that, very creative uh because it also, I think it looks really good. There's there's something very sleek about it when it's all contained, self-contained like that as a system. And obviously, as both you, Larry, and, and Jeff said right before, if you get a 20-year warranty with something like that, they're very confident uh, that the product is going to hold up. So that, that well, I'm not asking you, you know, like a trick question or anything. But is it like 50-50 now? What percentage guesstimate of the time, Jeff, do you uh, have your clients wanting the, the blind inside the window versus just the typical window that does not have that? Right now, we're, we're probably seeing about a 30 to 33% um, of our orders have the internal blinds. You know, whereas a couple of years ago, it, it, it was... It was like an exception to the rule. It's starting to become the rule slowly. Yeah, that's a big number. They're becoming more and more popular. Yeah, that's a big number. Yeah. Uh, yeah. L- let's talk about this as and well. They offer them in the patio door, patio doors as well, Harry. That that's where they're really common inside of the sliding glass doors. Yeah, and I I love that idea. Whereas I didn't go for the blind with all the windows that we did. When we do the um, the patio door, I'm going to do that this time. Because that exterior thing, you have the long blinds and they get knocked around. It's just not – I love that idea that you just said with the patio door, even more than the regular window. Uh, but I love that too. By the way, cost-wise, if you yeah, buy a window with the blind inside, is it a dramatic increase in the cost? It's not dramatic. Um you know, it, it really depends on the size of the window, to be honest with you. So I, I don't have like an exact difference, but it's not much. It's, it's not. I wouldn't consider it to be a significant increase in the price. Let's let's talk about it, uh, an item I teased about. I ten, oh, go ahead, Larry. Go ahead. I said, especially considering the longevity of the product, you replace the sliding door. It's going to last twenty or more years. You more than get your money's worth back. totally agree totally agree and i think i think not only functionality wise but aesthetically that's a winner so that's that is a project we're going to do we're going to do that with the blind inside the um the patio doors the um uh if you're just joining the program it's larry steitler founder jeff k chief executive officer of east coast roofing siding and windows the official and exclusive provider for the hurley in the morning program and for my family 
of roofing, siding, windows, doors, and gutters. And I teased something about 10 or 15 minutes ago that there could be a time where it's just smart. It's not only convenient, but it's probably smart. If you need new gutters, if you're doing the roof, do you do you sometimes, I, I'm sure you do, but just to get it out there in the form of a question, do you have the occasion where it's not only convenient but also smart to do certain things all at the same time? For example, while you're touching the roof, who knows? Maybe there's fascia board or something like that, and and, and the, the gutter system isn't pitched right or it isn't right uh, where you wind up doing multiple jobs at the same time? Absolutely, Harry. Yeah, and there's several reasons, right? Because number one, uh, it's not often most folks have a, a like a thorough inspection done on their home. So a lot of times we're uncovering a lot of stuff that, that the home, homeowner may not have realized. Uh, number two, it's typically the least expensive way to do it. You do all the work together. Uh, you do it one time, you know. Um, and by doing it all together, we're not voiding the warranty of one thing by by completing another project, if that makes sense. You know, this is not an upsell. I don't mean it that way at all. I just think that it's really a smart move. If you're doing the gutters, I think the gutter guards are so smart. You see people that shouldn't be up, homeowners and such, that are up on ladders. You can fall off. You can kill yourself. You can get very hurt uh, if you're lucky enough to, to, you know, to not die if you fall 20, 25 or more feet down. Uh, very, very bad things can happen, obviously. Uh, I know it's something that you do, so it's like Captain Obvious here, but I'm sure you're a fan of the gutter guards, Jeff. Oh, absolutely, yes. Um, and listen, the, the, the folks we install them for love them. <laughs> it's, it's simple, you know, they're, they're aesthetically pleasing and they're functional. They serve a purpose. Hey, Larry, in your estimation, how long should gutters last you? Uh, okay, so you still last as long as the roofs, which were about 20 years. Now the roofs are lasting 50 years. The gutters will buy it to be placed twice during the lifetime of a roof. And I know, Larry, you and I have spoken about that. We do want you to use. Go ahead. Go ahead. I, I was going to say uh, that. It's important to use those gutter guards if you have any trees in the area. We don't want to see our customers up on a ladder every year, every fall. I, I don't want to lose a customer. And when I to do his own cleaning out, thinking I don't want to call a company and do it. They just tend to get it cleaned out, use the guards, and don't worry about it again. Which is exactly what I was busy interrupting you, exactly what I was going to ask you about. The gutter guards are so important because you don't have any occasion to have to go up there and worry. And now let's also say that we're talking about somebody falling and getting hurt or worse, but also there are many people that just ignore it and then they become I, I mean i've seen trees growing out of out of uh, gutters and and other who knows what and and squirrel nests and i mean it just it fills up quick so then of course when we talk about the east coast roofing siding windows um theory of and practice of systems if the water's coming down off the roof and then it's not going in the gutter and then the downspout, and then moving away from the house, the next thing you know, it's pouring either behind the gutter 
or right in front and then causing foundation issues. And then that's when they're going to need my friends at uh, Perfect Basement because they're going to wind up with mold and and foundation issues and cracks and and problems. So this is not just a safety aspect of get the gutter guards because we don't want you getting hurt. Well, that's an, uh, that is an absolute truth. But also, uh, comment, gentlemen, if what I'm saying has merit, I think it does, insofar as if the gutters are hopelessly clogged, then you're causing damage that shouldn't be happening. It's needless damage, but yet it's, it's going to cause big-time problems. Jeff? Absolutely. Um, yeah, so if your gutters are clogged, you know, obviously the water can't flow, so where does it go? Well, it backs up, you know, ends up running behind the gutters potentially, rots out your fascia board, can, which can allow rodents, animals, and whatnot. Once it rots, you know, allows them to allows them to have access, and then they're living up in, in your soffit there. <sighs> it can also lead to uh, ice damming in the winter, right? So as that water does a drain and it sits there, it freezes, and it's sort of, you know, it'll start to back up up your roof, and then when it falls, you end up with a leak inside showing on your out, outer wall. Um, very important. You know, look, we, we, can, we call those exterior leaks. There you go. That's terrible. Larry? Yes, and an interesting fact. We, we, we replace more rotten wood caused by gutters than we do from roof leaks. I, I see that. I, I can easily see that because a lot of people, they don't want to go up there on the ladder. And if they don't get someone to clean the gutters, and, and as you said a little while ago, Larry, if you live in an area with with a lot of trees, I mean, they're, they're going to fill up very, very quickly and just get more and more clogged. And, and, and then you're going to wind up having to uh, have some major work done that if you bought the roofing system and you bought the gutters with the gutter guards, you would never, ever have that happen, ever. Now, in terms of the installation now, and I know I've seen you fabricate them on site. It's an amazing thing to see those runs uh, of gutters come out and formed and fabricated. The um, the old days, there were big, long nails. that They don't get installed like that anymore, do they, Jeff? Uh, not typically. Depending on the structure, I mean, we have some homes, especially, you know, when you get along the coast, they have open rafters. Um, so there's a few different techniques for installing these gutters. Uh, also depends on the type of gutters, Harry, because you can get half-round gutters, which may mount differently than your standard gutters. Um, but yeah, those big long nails—it's—it's it's not, it's not the standard today. Not for us. It's not how we're typically installing them. Be- between the two of you, Larry and Jeff, in turn, I can't believe it. We're down to two minutes. It's really flown by, and I always appreciate. Wow. Yeah, the opportunity. It's so it's so true to visit with you. And a reminder to our listeners that have been eavesdropping on this fun that we're having. Uh, just call 609-945-6886, 609-945-6886. That is a special Hurley in the Morning hotline at East Coast Roofing Siding and Windows. There are so many different – I know we've talked a lot about roofing today, but there's so many different roofing materials. Now they have, I think, what, metal roofs that don't even look – metal right there's just all kinds of different choices that people have we're constantly coming out with new and innovative ideas some of them work some of them don't (laughs) and these coast grouping we carefully study the new products and we make sure they work before we start recommending them and using them 
that's an important comment. And uh, Jeff, oh, the ideas that come in, yeah, exactly. Uh, one, yeah, absolutely, absolutely. Part part of what I was referencing earlier is our partnerships. We we have we have um, we have access to a lot of beta testing with a lot of different things for products or technologies. And when we do find something that we we believe in, we've seen it works. It does what it's supposed to. That's usually when we'll bring it to market. Gentlemen, hard to believe, but that's that's a wrap until next month. But I have the privilege to be talking about you all during uh, each and every day on this program. East Coast roofing, siding, and windows. Most of it's in the title. They do roofing, of course, legendary for that. That's where it all began with Larry. Siding, windows, doors, and gutters. And remember the doors. Oh, my gosh. One of the toughest assignments is when you see the variety Uh, Whether it's your new garage door that will be more insulated than any door you've had previously, it's made such a difference in our home. And then all the different selections for front doors and patio doors. You might go slider. You might want French doors. So many options. Gentlemen, thank you for a great program.